on this episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. That's that might be the best like synopsis of Australian horror I've ever heard. Like that's it. <laughs> Put that on a billboard. We fucking know how to scare you because <laughs> everything's out to fucking kill us here. <laughs> Listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 338. Welcome back to the Buzzkill Podcast, where tonight we get a little too drunk and decide to let each other in. <laughs> in. Getting handsy. Oh, just baby. A, just a little just a little bit. It's like high school all over again. <laughs> just just over the just over the shirt kind of stuff though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, over the, the pants shirt, kind over of stuff. the pants. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but again, it's high school stuff, right? Yeah. You know. This and this is this is a family show, so Oh yeah, such such a family show. What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh if if we sound a little weird tonight, let's just put this on front street. It's like COVID times all over again. It's because we're sober. And we are, <laughs> and we are 5,000 miles away from each other right oh. now. At least it feels like it. I feel like it's I could probably reach. Probably more like 15 miles, but you know. I feel even. like I could reach out and touch you, but I can't. No, no. Which one of us has the vid this time? Uh, nobody. No vid. No yeah. vid. No vid. Uh, Mikey is uh, recording from home this week because he's uh, being a nice, hu- a nice hubby. And uh, decided to stick around. His his wife just had some uh, some some stuff going. Well, I think you mentioned it last week. Yeah. Your, oh yeah. Your wife had uh, a procedure this week, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So uh, he's sticking around. He's being a good husband, sticking around yep. just in case she needs anything. So. Yep. She's, so uh, she's the, got the bell at the ready. So if I start hearing a bell ringing, I have to go running. So the rest <laughs> of us have to suffer. Um, it, <laughs> the also, rest of us, as in you. <laughs> Also, if I hear a bell ringing, it means I'm having a stroke. So, oh well, that's it's too. I wish too I had a. I wish that things. I had a bell in here that I could just ring <laughs> off to the side. <laughs> oh God! Oh no! First Apparently, live on-air podcast stroke though. That'd be pretty cool. No, I, 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 as long as it's not me. <laughs> no, <laughs> then well, it whatever, would be pretty know. cool. Apparently, if you smell, uh, if you start smelling bleach, I always thought it was burnt toast. Like you smell burnt toast when you're yeah. having a stroke. But apparently it's bleach. Really? So what That's happens what it, if you're having a stroke while cleaning your bathroom? Right. You just or like, know? what if you're hanging out at a hotel pool and you're, you're just like, yeah, well, this all this all seems normal. <laughs> if you're if you're hanging out at a hotel pool that much, you're probably dying of something else. Excuse mm. me. Just saying. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Speaking, um, speaking of hotels, I was just yeah. at one yesterday. I I saw that. Did you did you find the guy that got hit by a car? Listen. <laughs> I, so I haven't been on Snapchat since uh, ten o'clock this morning. But what's what's the chatter? Do people agree with me or what? Well, I thought I thought, and you did not respond to this, so tell I know you didn't see it. Yeah. Um, I thought that it looked more like something fell on the car because of the way that the hood was concaved, or or the person hit a real big fat guy. That's <laughs> either, see, either or. To me, it looks like they hit because it's a very small car. It was one of those Toyota. What the hell is it called? A Toyota, a Spider, or something like that. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like to that. me like the person hit Set somebody. Set the stage here. Set the stage. 
it well we were we were getting ready to leave our hotel room this morning and i look outside and i go that car that car right there oh that i said at first i was like oh man that the windshield's all fucked up on that car and i started looking and i was like it looked like it hit something and then it glanced off the passenger side you know like especially a car that that short Cause she's like, there'd yeah. be blood all over it if there if it hit somebody. I was like, not if it's that short. That car would hit you basically. If it was a person my size, it would hit me in the knees, and then it would flip me up, and I would hit my back on the windshield, and then I would fly off into nowhere, which is where I'm yeah. guessing that person flew because this car definitely hit a person. <laughs> it I, did I look think, like I it. think I've I think I view, and then we go. I was like, just in case, I'm going to get the license plate number, and that way if I hear that there was a hit and run in Ohio last night, I can call and give them the license plate number and be a hero. And then we go around to the back of the car, license plate's gone. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, the back bumper was gone. Well, the back it? bumper was gone, <laughs> to be fair, but I was like, isn't that convenient? Maybe That's... maybe you just found the car from Street Fighter 2 where like in between the levels you had to beat the shit out of the car. You know oh, is that about? what it was? Yeah. Maybe that's what maybe that's or or it was involved in a pro wrestling match. We were also and so somebody so somebody literally did get thrown into it. We that's were also possible. pretty we were close to the Ohio State University, so maybe it was just like some some rowdy uh football fans or something Ooh. like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, that I'm could go be with it that. too. But I'm I'm gonna stick with uh, I I saw a car that was involved in a hit and run, and uh, at least I have the make and model. If if I if I hear the story, I can call and at least give them a little tip. Yep, yep. That was, so. it was a good. Uh, that was a good uh, mystery to uh, wake up to this morning, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should have I should have jumped back on Snapchat and uh, to see if people were agreeing with me or not. Because Aaron thought I was nuts. So why were you in the greatest state in the armpit of America? Well, we went to the greatest state in the union because uh, we went to see Des Rocks. Yeah. Um, if you're not familiar with Des Rocks, uh, it, it's always weird to me. Like I, it's I refer to Des Rocks as a band, but it's really just him, Danny. Yeah, Rock- he has a he has a band, but he Des Rocks band. is him. Yeah, Danny Rocco. Uh, it's just this young kid from New York, but he's gonna he's hey, a, he's, hey Danny Rocco, he's fucking huh? Danny uh, Rocco. It's fucking Danny Rocco over here. <laughs> it's uh, that's our impression of everybody from New York. <laughs> fucking Danny Rocco. But Dude, I was listening to our... Damien Leon. <laughs> I was listening to our episode from last week, and I was dying at that. Like I listened to it like three times. I was dying every time. Like I hope he hears that because I think he'd get a kick out of it too. Oh, of course. <laughs> But dude, he's I mean, I think you can agree with me. He's going to blow up at some point. Oh yeah. Well, um, I mean, I didn't know that they use all of his music already for like UFC and stuff because Dana White is a huge fan. Well, Dana White, uh I saw he was talking to uh what's his uh Theo Vaughn. Yeah. And he said, "I just saw this I saw this kid and he blew me away and he's like, I'm I immediately bought tickets to go out and fly out and see him again and now I'm using all of his um uh, Using all of his music for like the outros and the intros during UFC fights and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty dope. That's, that's a pretty that's big amazing. deal. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's just like, I don't know. He's got the sensibilities of like an old greaser and it, he sings like with the same kind of warbly vibrato as like, um, um, who Elvis. do I always compare him to? It, it's like, it's like Elvis and like, uh, um, uh, like uh, Roy Orbison. But then, uh, yeah, I could see that. But then mixed with like high voltage guitar driven rock, and yeah. the bass is just like 
beating the shit out of your chest and yep. it's just yep. It's just good. It's just and good. He, it's just good old fashioned rock and roll. It's good rock and roll. And yeah. uh and he just like he puts on a show like hundred and fifty percent, like leaves it all on the stage and man, he's good. And we keep yeah. seeing him every time we get a chance to see him in a small venue, we take it because not only are that we venue you- was tiny. It looked like really tiny. So they moved it up to the A and R Music Theater, or whatever it was called, from the venue downstairs, which was called the basement, which looked it was very much like the shelter to the to St Andrews. So we sure. we thought when he said that it was sold out, we thought he'd be moving from the shelter to St Andrews essentially. And I went down in the basement to go to the bathroom and that venue looked like it was bigger so i don't know why they moved it upstairs because the the venue upstairs was not great like the show (laughs) was still great but there's these huge like cement pylons like every 10 feet so pretty much anywhere you were standing pretty much anywhere you were standing other than like right in the middle you had yeah. kind of a partial view because there was these big cement things in front of you. It kind of sucked. Well, that sucks, though. Yeah. But the show was great. Uh, it was just fun going on a little road trip down there. Stayed at a hotel and uh, came back early this morning. So Did you get, did you get scabies from Ohio? Those uh, hotel sheets? Uh, remains to be seen. We'll see if I start itching that's in actually, the next couple of days. That's actually the real reason that I'm staying away from your house right now. You're worried about me having scabies home. from Ohio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's, that's it's legit. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> What about the rest of your week? Um, let's see. Oh, I went roller skating. That was cool. Uh, ice wait, ice skating last week. Ice skating, skating last week. week. Ice uh, roller skating this week. Uh, my okay. daughter okay. had a my daughter had a great skate night. You know they do they like shut the place down just for the her, like her school. Yeah, and I didn't know if I was going to be getting they out still there. Do that, huh? Yeah, yeah. They that did that back that, when that you were in school. That was the thing we did right? when we were kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know if I was going to get out there or not. And then as soon as we got there, I was like, I, cause I used to go to the skating rink, both the ice and the, like the, the actual roller skating rink quite a bit when I was younger. And I was like, as soon as I saw the lights and I saw the floor and I heard the music, I was like, I think I should probably get out there. And just like with ice skates, I hadn't been on roller skates in 20 years. Yeah. But I fucking. I was never good on roller skates. Like I was the roller blader. Yeah. So like even when I would go to like great skate or whatever, I'd be roller blades. I was never I was never a roller skater and I was never good at handling myself on them. I didn't I would just go in I would just go in a straight line because I couldn't turn. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, but uh yeah, I got I like when I first stood up, I wanted to fall forward because I had gotten used to ice skates the week before, which sure. the blade is under your whole foot all the way up to your toe. When you're on roller skates, the the wheels stop at like the ball of your foot so your feet want to mm-hmm. kind of fall forward so it took me just a minute to get used to it but once i got out there i was i was cruising man it was it was fun i would actually go back and do it more it's a lot of it's a lot of fun we, it's a good workout should we start a um uh what do you call it like the uh not cord yeah co- a coordinated like roller skating troop I would, I would be. What, what do they so, call? What do they call that? It's um, like syn- synchronized. Yeah, that's like it. synchronized <laughs> skating troop. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, like It'll just be like, like I want to see fucking Brian get out there on some roller skates. <laughs> I think that would make my life complete. <laughs> <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> I don't know. I think I could convince him. Get a, um, get a few drinks in him. What about you, man? What have you been up to? 
Um, it's been a weird, uh, it's been a weird week. Um, I don't know, nothing, nothing, nothing. I've, I've been just working and then, you know, at home taking care of, uh, holding the fort down, if you will. Taking care of the um, invalid. Yep. Yep. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's been fine though. Uh, this has been a weird week, not necessarily for me. Something very exciting happened to me this week, but I'm going to save that for the end. Okay. But it's been a weird week news-wise. Uh, because first off, did you hear that Snoop Dogg gave up smoking weed? I did, yeah. Yes. What the fuck? What, now, is, what is... It makes... I was listening to... <laughs> like, the... I never believed in the rapture before, but I believe maybe <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. This is the, the beginning of the end of days. This is it. I I I think so. I was listening to we were listening to the Drew and Mike podcast on our way home today, and they mentioned that, or yesterday when we were going down there, whatever. And mm-hmm. they mentioned that, and they said he said he was giving up the smoke. He never really mentioned if yeah. he was going to give up THC altogether. Like, no, is he going to do not. edibles? He might do edibles. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because I like when you live your life that high all of the time. I don't know if you can just go back to normal. Can you? I don't know. What is his normal? What? Would yeah, even... normal is high for him. I just, I just don't know. I don't I don't becomes... do it enough to know <laughs> what I'm like when I'm, you know. He just becomes like sleep dog. Sleep. Like he... <laughs> <laughs> sleep lion. That's it. Yeah, it's like sleep lion. In the jungle. Jungle, the body. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he becomes. Now, coincidentally, though, in the same week, Martha Stewart canceled and gave up Thanksgiving. Oh, hear I, about thought, this? I thought you were going to say she started smoking. But she's, well, I, she's probably always smoked, to be honest. She seems chill. Probably. Like I think she yeah. probably smokes dope. But Snoop Dogg gives up weed, and she and she cancels Thanksgiving in the same week. I think there's a... Okay. I think so, there's something going on here. So now this rapture, now this rapture thing <laughs> seems like it might have a little more validity. Why did she give up Thanksgiving? Probably because, if, well, if Snoop's coming over and he ain't smoking, I don't want to be around him. Cancel Thanksgiving. Damn, dude. That's it. <laughs> It. He just you know gets the, super boring, and she's like, "I don't want to deal with that." You know they're BFFs, you know, like that's just that's it. I did not hear about Martha Stewart giving up on. <laughs> she basically she said that uh, I was reading an interview about it. She said that um, one person called and said they weren't coming because they were sick. So like nine other people canceled. So she called her chef, and she's like, "Screw it, we're not doing Thanksgiving. I've already cooked fourteen turkeys for my TV shows. I'm sick of cooking." <laughs> So we're not doing Sick it this year. <laughs> Coincidentally, so I'm looking this up. Coincidentally, as of three hours ago, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg launched new fashion accessory project, Best Buds Bags. You're kidding so me. So that's that's what it is. This is all this is all some kind of PR stunt. It probably is. Which that's kind of genius though, honestly. I just I we're talking about I it. love the fact that they're like friends and they actually love i'm looking at the like the picture of them for this article is her oh, you don't think they've gotten down they've gotten down uh no she i loves feel the like dog I she like, loves the dog i feel like snoop dog <laughs> is like because he's married isn't he i have no well, yeah i have no doubt that martha stewart loves the dog she wants to get get some of that dog in her <laughs> but like but I think he's married, and I think he. I think uh, I. I like to think that he's faithful to his wife because he just seems like the type of guy that would be. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, I. Yeah, they're like hugging in this picture. It's just so sweet and wholesome, which is weird when you think about like where Snoop Dogg came from. <laughs> the streets, baby. <laughs> like going back to murder was the case that they gave me and shit. Like I mean, 
this this oh, is yeah. a dude who, if he hasn't murdered somebody, he's he's definitely been linked to somebody who murdered somebody. You know, oh, he's been mo- involved. Oh, definitely. De- oh, I, I'm sure probably more than we know too, especially back in the day. And shit, Absolutely. Shit, maybe Martha Stewart has too. I don't know. She does seem she does seem like she's kind of gangster. So yeah, they they ended up in all of her pies. That's that's what happened. <laughs> it's kind of a Sweeney Todd sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of, and this brings me to my my very very exciting news for the week. All right. Um, do you remember? Ooh, hi. Told you, cat was back. She just she just comes. Oh, hey, cat. She just she just comes. You want to talk? Oh, about nope. Okay. No, um, I don't. Remember, <laughs> like, back in two thousand and eight. Remember, um, remember, I had a computer that crashed, and I lost a a film script that I was working on. Yeah. Yeah. The, the so, meat. The meat script. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm talking to Vito today, and we were talking about that because I'm doing some VFX shots for his short film that he just finished. Oh, cool. And we're and we're talking about some uh, we're talking about just projects and whatnot. And that came up, and I said, I said, you know, it's weird. I still think about that script, and I say it's long gone. Like it's it's it, I lost it on my on my hard drive. And he started talking about it, and he's like, he's like, yeah, I remember reading it. It was really good. And I go, how did you read it? It was on my my old computer. He goes, he goes, I think you probably emailed it to me at one point. And I go. Oh, Mike, like a light bulb went off in my head. I'm like, motherfucker, have you had the same email address this whole time? He goes, yeah. I'm like, dude, look into your fucking, your email. See if I ever sent you anything. It might still be there. <laughs> and so we're on the phone. We're going through, we're going through. He's like, what's this? What's, uh, there's something called slaughtered at sundown, which sounds like a haunted house. I don't know why I ever called it that. <laughs> that is literally a haunted house. Or slaughter, su- slaughter, slaughter at sundown. Is, yeah. yeah, something. And I go, I don't know what that is, but it sounds promising. And he opens it up. Sure as shit, all 50 pages of my script are there. I, 50 after, pa- you had 50 pages I had 50 done? 50 pages written. Yeah, Holy dude. shit. I, I, I wrote, uh, I, yeah, so after, so that was 2008, 2018. We're looking at 16 years ago, I lost that script. Wow. And we found it today. And I read through it. It's fucking good. It has no business being that good, <laughs> dude. Will you send, will you uh, will you email it to me? I will. Yeah, because like, I remember. It's not I actually, I it's really, not... I really liked it when you had me read it one time. But I think it was just a, I think it was a printed version. Yeah, so uh, I, might I don't think I have pr- it somewhere. I don't think I ever printed it. Oh, you didn't? I don't think. Oh, that I, I ever probably just it, read no. it on your laptop then. Um, but yeah, like, like I'm reading through it today and I'm like, I'm editing it as I'm reading it. And I got like super excited about it. I'm like, <laughs> I got this fucking creative juices flowing today. And there's certain things that didn't age well, certain things that, you know, I, in 2008 version of me, I thought it was fun to use the R word a whole bunch. Oh God, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, so taking that stuff out, but like, but like it's 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 quite good and i found myself laughing at my own words and being engaged by the story and i'm like the, wh- who was this person that i was 16 years ago <laughs> don't you hate don't you hate that shit like i'll find i'll find uh i'll i'll go through my uh my voice notes on my phone sometimes and my mm-hmm. voice notes have carried over from previous phones right so i've got like years and years worth of voice notes where i would just like i would throw down song ideas or like i would just record myself playing bass or or acoustic guitar and i'm like all this stuff is so much better than anything that i can come up with nowadays like yeah what happened to my brain over the last 10 years we're old now dude we had different headspace you know sucks dude (laughs) but it's good i mean it's good to have that though because you can i feel like i can 
build off of some of it. Like my more creative self that I used to be, I can build off of it. Sure. But sure. Uh, that's cool, man. I, that's exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I never, never thought I was telling Kristen about it. Cause I've, I've even told her about it. Like that's how much, like I still think about it. Like at least a few times a year, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And as much as that I've, I've told her about it before, I'm like, I never thought I'd ever see that again. I thought it was lost to time. And I was always so pissed about it. It was like it was like the the, the project that got away, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm and I'm I'm so pumped to have it, and I'm gonna. I think I might actually finish it. <clears throat> I think should. I might actually finish you it. You absolutely yeah. should. Um, you have that other one too that I was really liking the uh, the one about the um, the body in the the attic. You wrote it when you were oh, at the yeah, Elmi- yeah, you yeah. wrote it when you were at the Elmira house, and you had that creepy yeah. little closet in your in your bedroom. Yep, yep. And you made a story based off of that. I thought that was yeah, a cool yeah. story. Yeah, I have that. Uh, that's that's up there somewhere. Yeah, that one I do have a printed version of. That one you do, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I gave it to you because you were gonna help me film it. You're right, right. Hope you. Anyway, fi- I was gonna help you film it. I don't know shit about filming anything. No, yeah, no. Basically, <laughs> come over and hold a stand. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's exciting. Tape a light to tape a light to the uh, neck of your base and just strap it on and stand there for a bit. <laughs> that's fine. That's something that's I can do. I can absolutely hold a base. If nothing that's, else, I can hold a base. That's pretty much all you can do. With that's it. basically all I can do. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, James. Cool, man. Well, speaking yeah. of things that once were and then were not, I don't really know what that means. Let's get into some corrections from last week. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, James. Uh, I actually don't have... I had corrections. I know I wrote them down, but my phone apparently didn't save them. So... I'm just going to take that as I got nothing wrong. So I don't know. I mean, you got stuff wrong, I'm sure, but <laughs> they're they're lost. They're lost in time with your script somewhere. <laughs> we'll find we'll find them 16 years from now. All right. So the bass player from No Doubt is Tony Canal. I'm actually surprised that hey, you didn't Tony. say that. It's hey, fucking, it's fucking Tony. Tony. <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't say that when when I cuz I figured you knew his name. But uh, I, yeah. I know it. I know it when you say it. But for me to grab that out of thin air, I wouldn't. Have. But young Tony Canal, Canal, Canal. I don't know how you say it. Tony young, Cannoli. Young Tony Cannoli <laughs> and uh, Mina Masood do look quite a bit alike. Yeah, yeah. Even though I'd Mina Masood's probably a little more handsome. Not to say that Tony Canal's not handsome. He's a handsome gentleman. That's and why. He's a hel- that's why and he's a hell of a bass player. With him, you know. Yeah, it's just too handsome. <laughs> Um, all right. Rattlesnakes cannot carry rabies. That probably should have been obvious, but we just asked that anyway because, you know, we're stupid Why is sometimes. that obvious? Why is that obvious? Uh, They're an animal. But only mammals carry ra- rabies. Oh, I, I didn't know that. No. Well, now you do. <laughs> you're, t- you're taking my smarts uh, advantage here. Uh, I you're mentioned... taking my smarts advantage. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, oh. I mentioned some grays in a movie that wore masks, kind of like the one from uh, the short in All Hallows Eve last week. Yes. Uh, Josh mentioned maybe I was thinking of the aliens from Nope. Uh, nope, I wasn't. I did. I did look that up to see if he was right about that. And yes, they do wear like some. It's not really uh, the aliens themselves don't wear masks, but they have people in that movie that wear masks that have that alien face. That's not ah, what I was yes. thinking of. You mentioned perhaps it was fire in the sky, and it was indeed fire in the sky. Hey, look at um, me knowing something. Travis Walton, when he's up in the spaceship at one point in time, I don't know if you ever actually, I can't remember, I, I haven't watched Fire in the Sky since we did it for the show, which was like our second episode, I think, so seven years ago. Um, 
God, we should we should we should redo that. We should, because uh, that was back when we would talk like we would talk about like fifteen movies in one, yeah. one episode. I don't which even. Kind of dumb. When I I have I have all of our episodes and the movies we've talked about cataloged on my computer. Mm-hmm. I don't even count those first ones because we talked about them for five so minutes. Many. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Travis Walton is in the spaceship and he comes across, I don't know if you ever actually see the aliens wearing them, but he comes across, uh, like on the wall, they've got little hangers where their body armor is hanging Mm -hmm. and their masks do look a lot like that mask from All Hallows Eve. And, and, and again, like that's, I, I like that idea of our conception of our, or our perception, conception, whatever, of of what grays look like would actually be yep. like a mask that they're wearing and that's why they yeah. all look that's why they all look exactly the same cuz they're actually just mm-hmm. wearing this body armor that looks the same right but what's um, weird about yeah okay what what i was going to say like i i think of i think of like humans though like if we're all different we all come from the same planet but like if somebody from america versus somebody from india versus somebody from china went somewhere to another planet we would all look different yeah. How come every alien looks exactly the same? Right. I guess that you would. Know? I guess that would imply Even that when it all. Comes to I guess it would imply that all the grays that we see wear the same armor because they're all from the same planet or something yeah, like that. Yeah, but then, but but then the body armor and stuff from different countries looks different. Even even the ar- the actual like like army armor, right? Or whatever you want to call that, you know, right? Looks different. Yes. So. So it's a hole in the story. It's all hoax. Whatever. No, it's all it's all a hoax. Um, aliens, and then f- aliens aren't real. Tom DeLong was wrong. That's it. <laughs> and then That's finally, the uh, the windy level of hell is actually the second circle. Oh, uh, it's the final destination of the lustful and adulterous, and they basically Ooh. just get blown around forever. Oh, yeah, they added you get you get blown a lot in real life, and then you spend eternity getting blown. Uh, the ninth level is actually reserved for people who are guilty of treachery against. Their family, their community, their guests, like their house guests, and mm-hmm. the and their lords. So like oh. their their government, basically. Uh, not like, it, not like the lord. Not the lord. I'm and it was that's where I would be. And it was basically just uh, <laughs> a like the ninth the ninth circle of hell is basically just a frozen wasteland where Satan lies imprisoned in the ice, displayed as a trophy of treachery. Well, that makes sense because Satan was in the devil was in that uh, ninth circle short, so that makes sense. Right, but he wasn't. Um, he wasn't encased I, in ice. I did do something treacherous to a lord today, though. What did you do? I had to, I had to go to work today. You I, did I something treacherous hours. to the lord today. To the lord today, yeah. I was at work. Uh, I had to go in for a. Uh, they had a uh, thing where they give away food for needy people. You know, they have boxes of food that people uh, fill up for Thanksgiving, and then those, you know. The homeless people, not homeless, but like people in need can come get a box of food for Thanksgiving sure, yeah. and whatnot. And so I go there early to set up and uh, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in the middle of the church, turning the lights on and stuff. I'm drinking my cup of coffee and then I'm looking, I'm standing down the main aisle. There's a huge, you know, crucifix with the corpus on it and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, hanging above the altar. Take a sip of my coffee cup. Look at Jesus. Look at my coffee cup from the satanic temple. <laughs> Look back up at Jesus, and I just go, eh, here's to you. <laughs> and I went back to work. <laughs> Truly awful. There is, I can't remember the rest of the levels of hell, but there is one for you. Yeah, yeah. I've also watched Hellraiser on a big screen that was set up on the altar before in that church. Yeah, something <laughs> about that feels wrong. 
And, <laughs> no, it was, it, was, it was very right. It was very right. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Listen, I had internet connection. I could have put way worse, is all I'm saying. That's true. And you know? and that, that church has probably seen worse, let's be honest. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's it for corrections, then. Michael. Yes, James. What are we doing today? Well, we haven't mentioned this yet, but this is our Thanksgiving episode. uh, We're not doing a Thanksgiving movie, necessarily. Um, Mostly because I wanted to do Thanksgiving, but it came out yesterday. We're recording on Saturday, by the way. And it came out yesterday, and obviously we have not been able to get out and see it. And by the time we do get out to see it, it's going to be passed, so we'll probably save that for next year. Right. But, um, yeah, so we're doing... Talk to me. We wanted to do a new movie. You mentioned last week doing this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we just did the single this week, but that's okay because it, it's a new like, movie. It's a new it's show. Like when we when we watch brand new movies, because Talk to Me, what, just came out a month ago, two months ago? Something and then like it that, just yeah. came out, just came out on streaming within the past, uh, I don't know, week, two weeks or yeah. something like that. And uh, when we do new movies, we often like to do just one movie because we like to just dive into it, you know? So to go with Talk To Me from, get this, Upper Hand Brewing. Hey, Upper Hand, (laughs) if you've seen Talk To Me, that'll make sense. If you haven't, why are you listening to this? I've been trying to find a reason to drink some Upper Hand Brewing because have you ever had this stuff? Yes. It's so good. Yeah, you actually. Well, you had a twelve pack sampler oh, when yeah, we were when we were that. wrapping napkins for your wedding, and right. we went through the majority of a twelve pack. So yes, yes we did. <laughs> so from Upper Hand Brewing, this is the UPA, the Upper Peninsula Ale, traditional traditional American Pale Ale. Our flagship and firstborn UPA is our Go Anywhere, Do Anything, Back to Basics Pale Ale, timeless and traditional. Some things are classics for a reason. It's a 5.5 percenter, and I'm sure it's just absolutely delicious. I haven't had I'm sure. I haven't had one of these upper hand uh, brewing beers that I haven't liked really. No, they're all great. I first had them. We went up to the tip of the thumb uh, a couple years ago, Kristen and I, uh, to Port Austin uh, up near your folks' house. Oop. Yeah. Whoop. Can I say that? I, yeah. Did I just dox your folks? Yeah. Um, that's fine. My, no, dad, but, uh, my dad's well armed. <laughs> uh yeah, it's two big ones. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> um, no, we were up there, whatever, and I uh, needed to grab some beer, and we stopped at a store, and it was there. And I'm like, oh, I've never had this before. I wonder what it's like. And I was blown away by it. It was so good. And then they finally started getting it down by us, and I was like, yes. Yeah, they just. I think that 2020 is when they finally got uh, distribution down here. Something, something like that. Yeah. And I yep. think, I think if I'm not. I think it's a subsidiary of Founders. Is oh, that, really? Is that right? Uh, that that's news to me, but that would make sense because Founders is also delicious. Upper hand, um, a, 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 a division of oh, it's Bell's, not not Founders. Bell's. Oh, okay. It's a division of this, Bell's though. Brewery. Brewed and canned by Upper Hand Brewery, Escanaba, Michigan. Oh, Escanaba, Escanaba in the moonlight. In the moonlight. <laughs> Fantastic movie, by the way. If you've never Great seen it, movie. Um, Great movie. Did you crack yours yet? I did. Let's give it a little. Let's give it a little taste. Oh, sir. oh it's it's dark. Looking at your. Uh, oh no, that's your. That's no. your. I'm looking at your sleeve. Yeah, that's <laughs> mine. That's my sleeve. Cheers. Cheers, bud. Mm. 
It's a so, it's I just mean, a solid ale. It's, it's not good. it's not a it's just not an IPA. It's not an IPA. It's just a pale ale, but it's uh, it's got a lot of body in it uh, on it for uh, a pale ale, though. Body. Sometimes pales can be a little bit light. This has a lot of body on it, and I like it. What, what's the one? Uh, this I like really a lot good. of body. What can I say? Hey, what's the? Do they have one called Piney? Is that? You, I think so. Yeah. Uh, pine, oh, it's the uh, Upper Hand Brewery Tropical Piney India Pale Ale. That one's also mm-hmm, delicious. Mm-hmm. I think that one might be my favorite. The, their so laughing fish, their laughing fish is really good too. Yeah, it's yeah, delicious. yeah. I think that was part of that sampler. Yeah, this yep. is good though. I like this one yep. a lot. This is yeah, good, if you can just get good, just good drinking beer. <laughs> if you can get upper hand uh, near you, apparently they've been around since 2014. That's that's interesting. I didn't know they've been around for that long. But uh, yeah, upper if you can hand, find yeah. this near you, uh, get it because it's fucking delicious. I don't know if they but have probably they not have because it's I was gonna say probably not. Michigan. It's a Michigan beer. Yeah. I mean there's plenty of Michigan right. beers that have national uh distribution, but I being that they just came down to the uh to troll land <laughs> in the past they three just, years, I'm guessing that they don't have widespread distribution yet. You know, say they just made it out of the rabbit, so out of the rabbit into the mitt. And nobody out of the if you're not if you're not from Michigan, you have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. <laughs> It's like a it's like a rabbit that's it's kind of like a rabbit that's mid stride, huh? Our upper yeah. peninsula, by the way, is what we're talking yes. about. Yes. Um, of course. Or it's Michigan the left mean... hand if you're it's the left hand if you're doing the uh, the actual. Oh, mid. the yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what we're talking about. No. Nope. Anyway, nope. Uh, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. James, uh, can we what do we trailer trash this week? Yeah, of course we can. How are we doing that? <laughs> just, just. Just we'll get there. Okay, I'll, I'll explain it to you. All right. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Now it's time to get into some trailer trash. Well, James, uh, you asked how we were going to be doing trailer trash. Uh, because my connection sucks doing it like this, I had to physically download them to my computer. So huh. that's how, that's how I'm doing this. Buy, nothing but buy, nothing but high techness over here. Buy a new house, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tear down walls. That way, there's a direct connection for the uh, for the Wi-Fi. There that's you go. what I got to do. There you go. Anyway, that's though, got uh, to gotta be the simplest <laughs> simplest yeah. explanation. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. Uh, the first trailer that we are doing this week is a movie called Imaginary, which, uh, according to the release here uh, from Blade Disgusting, it's a cross between like Drop Dead Fred. Um, what were the other ones here? Little Monsters and Child's Play. Little Monsters play. and Child's Play, yeah. So uh, that bodes well. <clears throat> nothing, yeah. nothing about that that sounds bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, here we go. This is... <coughs> <coughs> Take it easy. I think I, I, think I swallowed a bug. <coughs> so your your internet connection sucks and you have bugs in your house? Damn, yep, dude. that's the one. All right, this is the trailer for Imaginary. How does it feel being back? Good. I had such good memories here. Maybe my happy place can be our happy place. I left you all alone down here. It was just my imagination. It was just my imagination. Can I hang out with your imaginary friend? He's not imaginary. He's not your friend. (laughs) 
That, oh, looks that looks really good. Yeah, it looks fun, dude. <laughs> I, I love that take on the whole imaginary friends thing being like actual demons in the house, like possession and whatnot. Like that sounds really cool. Yeah. And it's I was thinking this whole time as I was watching that, I was like, I had imaginary friends when I was younger. And you? I don't remember yeah. if I actually saw them or not, but <laughs> if my <laughs> if my kid starts telling me about their imaginary friend, and especially if it's like especially if it's like Oh, uh, Chauncey told me that I should do this, and it's something like super sketch. I'm, I'm out of this house, and I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a priest and a shaman, and I'm getting <laughs> whatever the fuck. There's, there's no imaginary friends in this Just house. Just everything. That yeah, looks, see, your, imag- good, your imaginary though, friend when you were growing up probably lived in the house and that painting that caught fire in your, uh, in the hallway. That's, that's actually that's yours. <laughs> that's actually how my mom trapped. My imaginary friend. She. Your mom, this is the your same, mom's a Ghostbuster. Yeah, this kind the same kind of shit was going on in my house. So my mom uh, trapped it inside of a painting. That would actually make for kind of a cool story, if you could. Flesh kind of it out, actually, yeah. You know, it would be TM. Uh, so this TM. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so this movie looks like uh, it looks like a cross. It, it's like the the bear is just a conduit for like a demon. And there's a ghost, the demon in the house, basically, and that's also her imaginary friend, this little girl. Yeah, there's and the there's that, the old lady really who's cool explaining. Concept. Yeah, there's the old lady who's explaining like, um, oh, every culture has what they call, uh, or every culture has spirits that attach themselves to living beings, and they call them imaginary friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that looks pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks creepy too. It looks genuinely creepy. Yeah. Uh, some some. Uh, some of the scenes of the demon like lurking in the background stuff it's a ghost from this cute like cute fun you know scary ha ha to like this terrifying thing in the background it looks awesome yeah so yeah definitely uh, definitely in for that one yep super into that um, one our next trailer is an interesting one because uh, it's a superhero movie but it's not uh, not just any superhero movie yeah this is the fourth movie in Sony's Spider-Man series and uh, like their their ongoing extended universe series with like the Venom movies and uh, there's a Craven the Hunter movie that's going to be coming out and there's some other stuff and and they're was, building this and this, Morbius Morbius was part of that Morbius too. was part of it yep uh, so this is their their universe that they're building out here and this is a movie called Madam Web and it's probably the darkest I believe it's pronounced you know, you know, Madame Web Madame Web Madame Web Madame um, get off Madame Web. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this, uh, it's, it's pretty dark looking, so, um, it looks pretty fantastic. So here we go. This is my damn web. Hey, come on, get your stuff. Let's go. was almost so different. If you want to live, you have to trust me. Get ready. Now! You're showing off. Maybe a little. Okay. Yeah. Um. That looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, it looks good. It looks interesting. I'm not really... Uh, I I haven't I haven't gotten caught up on a lot of the because uh, this is part is, this is part of the uh, the multiverse or what is this? 
Yeah, so Sony's that, that's kind of the because the the Spider-Man movies uh even in the MCU, they're kind of connected to the Sony-verse in a way because they're they're, they're Sony properties, the same right? People. Yeah, um so the, yeah, this is their whole multiverse thing. So this takes place in like a different timeline essentially where everything is the same but different. So like in this in this version of events, Spider-Man is actually the villain. So that dude like the, by that somebody suave looking different. dude, he's he's actually Spider-Man, but he's like evil Spider-Man, that's, is that that's what I'm assuming. That's, oh, that's what I got what you're from the assuming. Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. I never read my damn comics. <laughs> Is that I, I actually <laughs> you know? know nothing about this character. Do you know anything about the character? No, neither do I. Neither, neither and, do I. Uh, this is this is all new territory to me. But I think it looks. And sweet, then the though. three other girls that she meets up with all look like they end up being spider women of some kind. I don't know. It's spider women. Spider women. Spider women. It's, it, it yeah, looks, I've, I literally have no it idea. It looks pretty interesting. Uh, it's got like a, I, I, I like the, uh, I like the idea of. I've always, I've always really liked, um, like time loop movies. You know, yeah, where you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to go back and like redo something because you know, like you did it wrong the first time and you get to go back and and redo it. And that kind of looks like what she's, what she's doing. There's a one movie in particular. Well, she can see the future. It's not. There's no time loop. She can see the future. Well, no, because because so there's sees... a, there's there's a part where she goes in and uh, she goes into a restaurant like right in the beginning, and the dude comes in and kicks everybody's ass, and then it cuts back to her standing outside the restaurant again. And she goes, "Okay, let's try that again." Well, yeah, try try that again. As in, like, I see how this is gonna go down this way. Now let's try it this way. Like she sees, she sees the outcome of one. Oh, okay, yeah. Of like of one. So she's path. not so actually she's, she's yeah. not actually doing the thing and then going back and redoing doesn't seem it. Like it's it. just like a okay, all right, yeah. That that makes doesn't that doesn't makes sense. seem like it. Um, same thing was when she was on the bus. You know, she's watching it. Like she's she's watching the people around her and she can see what's going to happen. But now she can do something different to try to stop that. I'm from. Do- that's kind of where. That's kind of where that's coming okay. from. Gotcha. Yeah, that looks interesting though. It's uh, I I need to get caught up, dude. I have so much, I have so much Marvel and so much DC and so much fucking everything to get caught up on. It's it's <laughs> well, don't worry about the DC. They suck. <laughs> I don't. I like. Have I don't have I seen it. any of the DC movies? I don't think well, I. Well, you can. Well, good news because James Gunn is now the head of DC and he's rebooting everything, starting with the new Superman movie in like two years. So you can just start fresh. Oh, we're there. finally gonna get another Superman movie. Jeez, yep. it's been a long time, and I I don't even yep. know if I've seen Man of Steel all the way through. Oh, Man of Steel! Yeah, I, I know that, it that's is, one of the it's one of the shining moments in the the original uh, DCU. Now, are they doing if they're if they're gonna do a multiverse type of thing? Nick Cage better show up somewhere, right? Well, well, that would be. I'm, I don't want to give you spoilers for that the Flash. Would be ideal. But, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I knew that already. I did know that. Yeah. Um, Which apparently, I don't. I don't know if you heard about this. Nick Cage was pissed because uh, it was during the writer stri- the, the actor strike when he was talking about this. But um, he was saying how he showed up on set to film his little cameo scene in the yeah. Flash, and he was doing something completely different. And then when he saw the movie. It was not what he did. And he's like, I'm not saying it was AI. It looks more like it was CGI, but that's pretty fucky. Because, and um, Tim Burton was just in the news talking about how AI is terrible and this mm-hmm. and that. And it's like, so I, I feel like that was Nicolas Cage just really towing the line. Sure, yeah. Being like, he probably thinks it was some sort of AI to get it. I, I, I wonder what the discrepancy is. You don't know what it is? 
in terms like of like in terms of what he shot and what he saw on screen like is there a he said that he showed up he showed up on set to fight a giant spider and that's apparently not what he was doing in the movie <laughs> and he only filmed himself apparently fighting a giant spider or about to fight fight a spider so, or something so like the that. awesome thing is <laughs> The, the, oh, he! They never actually filmed that where he where he's doing that. I don't. So I don't I know. I haven't say seen. There's it. I haven't somewhere seen it, so I there know. exists footage, raw footage of Nicolas Cage fighting an imaginary spider, which is uh, yeah, which kind is of. awesome. But there, there's, there's there's a whole backstory to that. The producer of Superman Lives was obsessed with giant spiders. He he wanted one in every movie that he was trying to make, including Superman Lives. Um, However, he's the same producer that would go on to produce Wild Wild West. And if you've seen Wild Wild West, there's a giant spider. You know, there's it's a giant, a giant spi- that's, that's, spider. That's the giant spider that was supposed to be in Superman Lives. He got his fucking spider years later. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I'm not even kidding oh, that's you. That's funny. Um, I wonder what his yeah, obsession with giant spiders day. is. That's so weird. Uh, what a weird else? thing who to else? be obsessed with. Yep. Uh, anyway, though, that's uh, that's trailer All trash, right. James. Those were our trailers. We are getting sufficiently trash. Now it's time to get into the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, James. Uh, short and sweet this week. I have only got. Two, count them. Two things to talk just about. Just like Mike's, just That's like it. Mike's love making, short and sweet. It's not well, sweet. usually usually just, sour. It's De- just usually short. sour. Depends on what his diet's been like in the past week. In fairness, I've been eating pineapple. Oh, pineapple. So. All right. Yeah, it might be short <laughs> and sweet then. <laughs> back in back in the saddle. Um, anyway, though, uh, first bit of news here is unfortunately a death. Uh, Legendary poster artist Roger Castell has passed away. Now, Roger Castell, uh, you would know him from Little Ditties like Jaws. Oh, Little Ditties, very yeah. Very famous, little famous movie called Jaws, another little oh, famous so, movie called The Empire Strikes so Back. So he's responsible you know, for those like things. really amazing like hand-painted posters Correct. from back in the day. Awesome. Correct. You know what? Uh, he passed away this week at the age of 91. Doesn't matter how he died. He was 91. 91. There you go. A, you have not permission. Not a bad run. What does what Mike <laughs> um, but, say? What does Mike... Big bag of win. That's not what you say. No, that's big, not what I say. What do I say? Big bucket of win. Or big but bucket actually, of win, that's yeah. not even your like, quote. <laughs> it's not. It's Kevin Smith. But um, I'm more impressed, though, with... Not only did he do amazing posters for movies, I'm more impressed with his entire body of work doing trashy romance novel covers. Oh. Like, there's tons of them. Did he do the ones like, with, like... Like, desire... like. Did, Desire in the Sun oh, and like Fabio ones. That's and all what I was that. just gonna oh, yeah. ask. Did he oh, do yeah. any of the Fabio <laughs> yeah. ones? I don't know if it was actually Fabio, but it might as well. Oh have been. my god, dude! But he was uh, pretty pro- prolific for it. That, <laughs> Did a lot that's of stuff. Hilarious, dude! Those old romance um, novels are just like. Yep, yep. Have you ever read one of those? Uh, I've not, not like read not one, not. but like I've picked one up and thumbed through them. They're pretty nasty. Oh, they I'm sure they are. Na- like, I, like, I understand gray. why housewives used to fucking love those things, man. Oh yeah, just fucking husbands are gone. They're just sliding all over the houses. That's <laughs> <laughs> what they do. Um, but uh, anyway, though, yeah. Rest in peace to Roger Kessler. Rest in peace, uh, legend. How do we always end up talking legend. about the most disrespectful shit when we are talking about the people who have died? 
That's just how we, we are, go baby. from rest That's in it. peace to Rogers, Rod, Roger, Roger <laughs> Castell to uh, Roger, yep. to housewives sliding all over their fucking all over their house. Well, well, if you look up the original cover for Jaws, the book, it looks like a, it's very phallic. So it, it it's all it comes back. I've around. seen it before. It's it it's weird. Around. It doesn't even look like it's. Is it a great? It's not even a great white, is it? It looks like an eel. It looks or like something. it has no. It I don't has know. No it's teeth. weird. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, it's so it's weird. weird. It's really, it's really bizarre. Uh, the only other bit of news that I have this week uh, is uh, one of one of the best Wes Craven movies ever made is getting a reboot, and that is The People Under the Stairs. Oh baby. no way! You got me saying, yeah, baby. baby. I don't know why. It's, <laughs> no, it's weird. I hate it. Um, the People Under the Stairs is getting a remake uh, from Universal and Jordan Peele's Monkey Paw Productions. Really? That's pretty yeah. exciting. Uh, Jordan Peele has a stellar track record, uh, and he's very respectful of those that came before him. Well, so, depends on. Uh, I have no depends doubt. Depends on who you are. Some people just don't like his movies, but. Oh, those people, those are, people are dumb. Yeah, those people are just yeah. dumb. Uh, but yeah, so I'm very excited about this. Uh, obviously, it's still very early, so who knows when this is going to be, uh, you know, um, coming at us. But uh, um, people under the I stairs like was one of those like those early movies that I saw when I was young, and I was like, I was not super into horror movies when I was younger. And my my sure. cousin uh, TJ, I've mentioned him on the show before, <laughs> like he made me watch People Under the Stairs when we were younger, and it scared the shit out of me. But it, was, it wasn't really, like, the people under the stairs themselves weren't really the scariest part. Like, there was... Um, no, the scariest part was that architect's lack of concern for how much space he wasted, putting that much room between the walls. <laughs> that's that's what's really scary about that movie. There's, like, there's an entire another house worth of empty space in that house. <laughs> that's, I would, do you, is, do, is that how, like, old houses were constructed, actually? There, there are crawl spaces. They're not that, not that big. big. No. Not to There's my not, knowledge. It's no. not big enough for Sean Whalen to run through. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sean Whalen was a little guy. So that was <laughs> that was actually the part that unnerved me the most. Like I know that Roach actually ends up being a good guy in those movies, but mm-hmm. he's scared. Like just the way he would run through the walls, yelling and stuff. That always scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, like I think you could, and then po- you could probably shimmy through walls pretty easily in those sure. old houses. I don't know about full on sprinting and not like banging your elbows. Oh, well, like you said, you know? Sean Whalen was uh, pretty small, and then Fool was pretty small because he was just a kid. Mm. So, uh, it's, yeah. I guess it's possible. And then the other part that always That's scared true. the shit out of me was, uh, Pop. Do they call him Papa or Daddy? I can't remember. I don't you know what I'm talking about. It's been a the, while since like the dad, I and yeah, yeah. he put on his gimp suit, and he's running around with a shotgun that used to scare the absolute balls off me. So, well, yeah, just just reminded you of your father. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just the gimp suit and a shotgun. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, um, I'm excited for that though. That's that's uh, that is one of the you know like you, we hear about remakes and stuff like that and reboots and some of them you hear and you're just like uh, like do we need that? Do we really need that? I I'm, I I'm into this. I am too. I, I feel I am like too. people under the stairs is. It's, I, I feel like it's. I feel like it's kind of underrated. It's such a good movie, and it holds up to this day. I haven't watched it in a few years, but it still holds up. And I feel like I just remembered something. I just remembered that the the adults of the people that lived in the walls and mm-hmm. stuff, the people under the stairs, if you will, they were like incestuous, weren't they? <sighs> I, I think, think they were. Yeah, I think and, so because I think and, and Mama now I'm and Papa thinking of Wes would. Craven. What? 
I'm thinking of Wes Craven and like the Hills Have Eyes and stuff, and I'm pretty sure they were like weirdly and yeah, they were too, yep. weren't they? They were all inbred. What is with Wes Craven? You know, <laughs> grew up was going to be a Baptist minister, Wes Craven, and in all this like family banging stuff. I, I don't get it. <laughs> maybe uh, I really don't get it. You uh, you 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 write what you see. You know, maybe growing up in the in the uh, church, ooh, he saw ooh. too much of that stuff or something. Ooh, I, I don't know, not. dude. Like that's uh, it's a. It's kind of a terrifying concept, though, if you, I mean, not only is it horrible and wrong and gross, but also what can come of what can come of it after generations of inbreeding. <laughs> like, there's, you know, like, there's actual yeah. studies done on people who have done generations of inbreeding, and it's like the, like the cognitive, uh, uh, not just like cognitive issues, but it, people who are inbred can actually be prone to rage and stuff like that. So it's, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know... It, well, that's why like, the royal family doesn't do it anymore. Eh. Like, don't they, though? They Well, <laughs> well... <laughs> but but that's, like, one of the reasons... Like, they used to, back in the day, like, hundreds of years ago, it was all inbreeding. Got to... Like, gotta, like gotta Cleo, keep that Cleopatra. <laughs> gotta keep that bloodline Cleopatra pure, baby. Cleopatra in... Um, it was, it, was it Cleopatra in, in Egypt? No, Cleopatra... Was it? I think it was. I think it was. Because uh, all the old... Um, uh, Egyptian dynasties and stuff too were all inbred. Well, Cleo and like these people. Cleopatra who, like, was, was known for her beauty and stuff. Cleopatra was not Egyptian though; she was Macedonian. She, well, she was part Egyptian. She was part Egyptian and part Macedonian. Else, I think. I believe. I, think, I don't think it was Macedonian. I'm pretty sure it was. Doesn't matter. My point is though, is, like we in history tells us that it was this beautiful woman or whatever, and like ah, well, probably not. She probably had like toes growing out of her face and stuff. <laughs> there's uh there's yeah, I mean there's the um, what the hell's her name? The Elizabeth Taylor version of Cleopatra that everybody thinks of. But there's yeah, actually there's yeah. like carvings of Cleopatra and stuff and it's like she has a very uh in all the carvings she has a very prominent brow and a very like big nose. Sure. Inbred. <laughs> and I'm sure they changed, and I'm sh- and I'm sure they she wanted to be beautiful in those, so they probably changed them a little bit. It's like earliest Photoshop, <laughs> chisel, chisel Just, job. Can you can you chisel my nose down a little bit? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that nose job. <laughs> anyway, though, uh, that's that's it. That's that's, that's it. all the that's news. All we got. Not Damn, a, dude. It wasn't a whole lot this I, week, and uh, we're going into Thanksgiving, so I bet there's not going to be a whole lot next. I week. I think either. that things are going to start picking up now that the uh, writers and actor strikes are are done. It's we're Guaranteed. we're still kind of on the tail end of that now. Like once people get back to work, we're gonna start getting more more news. So yeah, it'll pick up. Yep, I I would I'd put money cool. on that. So anywho, All right. James. Well, we're gonna take a little bit of a break, and when we get back, talk to me. I yeah, I we're gonna talk about. Talk I'm gonna to talk me. to Mike, and then I'm gonna let him in. Mm, you know, <laughs> gross. gross. All right, we'll be back. No, no. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Hey, James. Yeah, dude. Talk to me. Talk, talk to me. <laughs> what would you if you uh, it, you wouldn't you wouldn't know that, but that was a that was a wrestling joke I just made you. What? Talk to me. Talk to me. Who's that? It's fucking uh, fucking L.A. Knight, baby. L.A. Knight, or, or as I know him, Eli Drake. But L.A. Knight is his name in WWE. He walked wow, to the ring. 
He walks you're, to the ring and he's like, he got the microphone. He's like, talk to me. And then the crowd goes fucking wild. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> stuff I have I have no knowledge of whatsoever. Deep, deep cut shit. This is black market fucking weird fetish wrestling shit. That's what this is. <laughs> What's his name? L.A. Knight? Is this WWE or what? Or what? Yeah. yeah. WWE, L.A. Knight. Yeah. I'm looking him up. Oh, do it. Um, oh, that guy, yeah. that guy is... That guy is very. He sexual. sounds. He's he's he is the complete culmination of the Rock and Stone Cold, but like, but unabashedly, like he knows it and he disowns it and, and goes with it and it's it's great. Anyway, though, uh, talk to me from twenty twenty three. This is a movie directed by two brothers. That seems to be the way to go. I feel like I feel like brothers movies always work out. It's the way, bud. You know, it's the way. It's, it. it's the uh, way. The the what was it? Uh, the the Michigan boys. Um the. I want to call it the writhing. It's not called the writhing though. Um, the writhing. Oh, we saw it in the drive-in. Oh, it was the uh, number one movie. The wretched. The wretched, done by brothers. Was that a number w- one movie? It was because it was really? during COVID, and oh, they were the only movie right. playing at the drive-ins. <laughs> yeah, nice dude. Um, so yeah, you got them, the Wachowskis. Now they're the uh, Wachowski sisters, but they, you know, they were the Wachowski brothers. Yeah, not to, not to, you know dead name them or anything sure yeah um yeah. but like i don't know i just feel like siblings we'll, we'll say sibling directors always put out good movies and i know i just ruined my my take on this but oh fuck. and there's uh there's what the <laughs> the Soska sisters the Soska sisters yep yep right who else there's the are these the Hanks, are these, Hanks are these siblings the ones that did the oh yeah it's uh danny and michael danny philippu and michael philippu yep yeah uh when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand uh they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces uh i had no idea what this movie was about i knew that it was popular i knew that it had just come out i knew that it was like about like possession and whatnot yeah but outside of that didn't know anything about this. had you not watched the trailer before i when it first came out probably well, I, I didn't think we rewatch probably did it. it for trailer trash like early on yeah probably i did not rewatch it though before i watched this movie i went in like completely blind and i tell you what um i already gave away how i feel about it because because of my intro here but this movie is special for me it's special. It's special. It's real special. This movie feels more like the kind of movie that we love from like the eighties than any new movie that I've seen in a long fucking time. Yeah. Like it just felt right. And I, I don't know how else to describe that. It just like there's there's something comfortable about this movie. In in terms of like what we generally will gravitate towards, you know, in the, in the it's, realm of it's horror movies, it's because maybe maybe deep down we're actually Australian. Oh, that could be because it. it's something about Australian horror is like <laughs> Australian kiwi? horror is 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 good. Ooh, I, I say think... kiwi. That's that's New Zealand. Yeah. My, my yeah. Oh yeah. Don't. Ooh, whoa. Whoa. Well, but but kiwi <laughs> horror is really good too, though. In kiwi fairness. horror is good too. But let's let's give the uh, <laughs> let's give the Australians their propers here. My apologies. Um, yeah, I just the Aussies. I, what's up? Aussie horror. The Aussie key. horror. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what else have we seen? Like, uh, uh, Lake Mungo was really mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, what was that one with the the, the I'm just the gonna girl, let you go with this. The girl who who took the kid hostage. Uh, the loved ones. Oh, great movie! Yep. The loved yep. ones. Uh, the Babadook. We both love the Babadook. I know Wolf that's sort Creek. of a that's sort of a polarizing movie. Yeah, Wolf Creek. 
Yep. Yeah, it's just I, I think the Australians have a have a, a good lock on horror. There's it's that easy be- to understand beaten, why though that beaten to death movie that's coming out pretty soon. Yes, like, God, I, I am so looking forward to that movie. I just, but I it's, just... it's easy to understand why though because Australia is a fucking terrifying continent. <laughs> yeah. Everything there will kill you <laughs> in a land where everything's going to kill you. They just have they have that uh, they have that sensibility. They're like, okay. Yeah. We know how to turn this into a movie that will scare the shit out of you because yeah. uh because we live amongst <laughs> death at all times. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that might be the best like synopsis of Australian horror I've ever heard. Like that's it. <laughs> put that on a billboard and put it everywhere. <laughs> we fi- uh, we fi- we fucking know how to scare you. <laughs> Cuz everything's out to fucking kill us here. <laughs> Oh, I boy. would I would try my Australian accent, but I don't want to embarrass myself. Mine was mine um, was bad. I'm sorry. No, it was good. No, it was good. <laughs> it was good. I I enjoy it. Um, so talk oh, to I, me. Hold from I, 2020... I, 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 sorry, I, I have to throw in you can't. <laughs> you got to you got to throw in you can't at the end of everything that you say. You can't. So this movie is about uh, a girl who has a pretty bad a pretty bad home life. Uh, her mother committed suicide. Her father and her have a pretty estranged relationship. And she basically like her quote unquote family is with her best friend, uh, and her little brother. That's basically like where she like, I don't want to say she doesn't live there obviously, but like, that's kind of where she gets her, it's her, her home. It's her chosen from. It's her chosen family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so she's like kind of like depressed or whatever. Nobody really wants to be around her. This other girl is kind of her only friend. But they end up going to this party because they hear about these people that have this hand where if you touch it, you apparently become possessed and it's like a high. It, like When I was watching the movie, when they, when, they, when they went to these parties and they touched the hand and they did the thing, it reminded me a lot of the old glib parties that I used to throw. <laughs> glib was my first band. And where everybody was getting was possessed. Thing. Well, we used to do space hopping. We've oh, talked God, about this. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show before, yeah. and it's a terrible idea. Don't yeah, ever do don't it. Don't do it. Um, don't ever do it. I speak fondly of it only because I survived. Right. <laughs> and I'll be honest, there was times where we thought we killed people. Yeah, so don't not, ever. Do not it. everybody's been so lucky. There have yeah. been people killed doing it before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I thought we killed somebody's mother. So. Yeah. Yikes. Anyway, um, this remove this movie though reminded me a lot of that. It's a bunch of kids doing this really stupid fucking thing. When they're all fucked up on booze or drugs or whatever, thinking that it's funny, <laughs> and they never really paid any kind of dire consequence, so they just kept doing it more and more and more and more. And um, so uh, these girls, the, uh, the the what's her name, the main girl, uh, her name Mia. is Mia. Uh, it's Mia and her best friend Jade, Jade, and then Jade's little brother Riley. They go to this party, and. They experience it firsthand, and basically it's ah <laughs> uh, I get it. Uh, basically, the the story that we get is that it was the hand that was that was cut off of a medium, and then cast in plaster. So inside this plaster hand is a real, probably decomposing flesh and blood. Of they said the it was an, an, embal- an embalmed medium. hand that had been like yeah. Oh, it was like, embalmed. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. And I really like I, I I liked the I liked how they kept showing um, like leading up to it because this is it's it's kind of it's kind of become this thing where everybody shares it on their socials like Snapchat and stuff like that and it's like oh did you see 
did you see the new video from the party? And like they'll just cut to a shot of one kid like like uh leaned back in a chair and his eyes are all blacked out and like, oh yeah, did you see that and and there's and there's a little bit of mystery behind it. Like some some people think it's all bullshit and they're doing it for attention. Some people yep. think it's legit. And so they decide they want to go and actually see for themselves if this is real or not. Which and is so kind that, of which is kind of why they went. Right. Yeah. So so they end up going to this party. And this was had, so in in the opening of the movie we see you don't really know exactly what you're seeing, but you see what you eventually find out is sort of the repercussions of taking this thing too far. Yeah. Which is uh this guy going to look for his brother at a house party and his brother's all messed up and he's talking nonsense and he's talking about seeing things in the room with him and uh, eventually you, you get to this part in the scene where you just see this kid who's all messed up stab his own brother and then stab himself in the face. Yeah. You know? Can you do that? Can you actually stab yourself in the face? Because he went from, like, blade to hilt directly into his forehead. I think, you if, think, you, they... I think if you did it with a... Yeah, if you did it with... If you <laughs> put enough mustard on it, yeah, why not? I don't know. Do you think like I guess if you're fucked up already or you're possessed or whatever, you could probably do anything. But like, I'm I'm just I was wondering about that. Can you have the force to do that yourself, or would your body just naturally react and revolt against that action? I think that if you, I think you know? that it, no, I think that if you like, because you you like you hear stories of, uh, um. Like uh, you know, like old old stories of like Japanese warriors committing harikari or whatever it's called, you know, like where they stab themselves in the gut and then slide the blade all the way across their That's gut. That's through your gut, though. You're going through soft tissue at that point. You're not I, going through your but it, skull. Well, if he if he went right into his eye socket, the blade would he just like oh, slip off. He, he went he went right here. I mean, could he, you? He was could you really tell? Well, yeah. I think I—I I don't know. I think if you did it with enough force, <laughs> it would—it's—it's it's gonna hey, go fair through. Enough, fair enough. Especially, fair enough. especially if you're possessed, you know. Bones pretty hard is all I'm saying, you know. Bones no match for a nicely a nicely sharpened blade, and this is uh, what was that? That was my hand. Oh, God, it looked what, really what? weird at first. <laughs> what did it look like? Oh, James. Oh God, that that right there. I just saw the split, and it's like. oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you put your asshole against the camera for a second. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. Um, yeah, so they go to this party, and, and Mia's not really, like, nobody wants to be around her because she's become sort of a weird kid because she's dealing with a lot of grief, and she's sort of closed herself off from the world and closed herself off from her friends and stuff. So she shows up, and nobody really wants her there, but then she volunteers to do the hand thing. So well, she's looking bit, for she's looking for something. She's looking for Obviously, she's, she's looking she's for approval from her peers, but she's also looking for if this thing is real, then maybe you know, you know, like her her the the her deeper thought is maybe this is actually a way for me to communicate with my mother or something like that. Sure, sure. So she does it, and the rules are the hard and fast rules are: you grab this hand and you say "talk to me," and as soon as you say "talk to me." you'll see a spirit in front of you. And then once you see the spirit in front of you, you say, I invite you in, which essentially just allows the spirit to jump into your body. And then at that point, 
you become a passenger in your own body because the the spirit takes over and they Apparently, inter- within 90 seconds you're fine but anything after 90 seconds they can actually take a hold of you and that's a that's i really like that that's very ominous when she says cuz uh um haley who's like giving out the rules saying like uh you can't go for longer than 90 seconds and mia says well what happens if we go for longer than 90 seconds she she says they'll want to stay which is yeah. so creepy, you know? Very creepy. Like the idea of opening this door and then not being able to shut it is such a such a creepy concept. And she so Mia grabs the hand, says, "Talk to me." And when she first sees the spirit in front of her, she lets go of the hand cuz she freaks out. And then they yep. tell her, "You know, you just got to you got you don't you don't have to look at the thing if you don't want to." Because a lot of times when they see the spirit in front of them, it's some person who's been mangled or like decomposing. They just look yeah, gnarly. They're, they're not. They're not a catch, you could say. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she finally grabs the hand, and says, "Talk to me," and then she says, "I let you in." And this spirit jumps into her body, and it's very much wanting to stay. So her 90 seconds gets to the end and they can't pry her hand away from the the hand. She's, and, she stays in though like what is it, like 2 seconds after or something like that like it's barely after the 90 No, it's seconds. probably like they hit they hit like 85 and uh what's his name? What's the dude's name? Uh I can't remember. Oh. Uh Sorry. Which dude are we talking about? The the like the main guy who the hand belonged to. Oh, uh, Joss. Joss, yeah. Yeah. So Joss goes to take the hand away from her to break the connection, and then they were going to blow out the candle because as soon as you blow out the candle, it closes the door. And, they like, she won't let go of the hand. So she ends up going, like, what is it, 10, 20 seconds over? Yeah. Something like that. And once they finally get her to let go, they they think everything's cool. But she, at one point, she looks over at Riley, who's the younger brother of Jade, and says that they don't, or they, she says they like you. But then she mentions that this one spirit wants to, like, split him open and, like, bash his brains in and shit. That's that's fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is why me, I'm watching this and I'm like, I would never, I, there's, Maybe when I was younger, this would have been this would have been a an interesting, fun kind of thing to do. But like now that I'm older and I've watched way too many horror movies, you could not pay me to grab that hand <laughs> and and say those words. It's like fucking with a Ouija board. I I don't necessarily believe in Ouija boards, but there is still something about them where like I I don't want to play it. Like I don't, I don't like, believe in it, but but there's enough of that door that's open a crack that freaks me out about it. I I do believe in it, and it's kind of going back to that whole idea of uh, of of energy that we were talking about. And I think whether it's ghosts or demons or just energy that's looking to take form, I think even if it's even if it's just energy, I still think that there's got to be some energy out there with intent. And sure. and the idea of malevolent energy is something that I very much believe in. Yeah. And so messing with it in this way is not something that I would 
I would ever do. Like I've I've seen some shit in my life that makes me think. Like even something as even something as innocent as uh, playing light as a feather, stiff as a board. When we sure. used to we used to do it every Friday night when I was younger. We would go outside my parents' house underneath that big maple tree, and there was a group of uh, six of us, and we would play light as a feather, stiff as a board, and it was just exactly how it's described. You're supposed to do it. Everybody would have two fingers underneath the person, and it didn't matter who the person was, whether it was the seven-year-old girl from down the street or the 13-year-old neighbor from, you know, like Matt DeCorville, our, our you know, 13 to 15-year-old neighbor. Or the did, weird 56-year-old down the street. Or would hang out or, with the boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who, who just... Uh, who just who just identified? He brought, he brought the he, he just identified with children more than anybody else for some reason. It didn't matter who it was. When we had our eyes closed and we would be repeating "light as a feather, stiff as a board," that person would raise above our heads with no effort whatsoever. And as soon as somebody opened their eyes, they would drop like a sack of potatoes. I never played it, so I don't believe you. But that's you know. that's fine. I've got I've got six or seven other people who who could corroborate that story. That's fine. I'll put you in touch with Greg. He'll tell cool. you. It's <laughs> Fuck it, Greg. It, it was it was bizarre how well it worked, and maybe it's all just mind over matter, like a you know the power of suggestion kind of thing. But also maybe it was something more sinister, <laughs> and 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 that freaks me out. And so now that I'm older, there's no chance in hell I would ever mess with something like this. No, I I completely agree with you. I wouldn't either. It's whether whether or not I believe in it or not is is irrelevant. I always I always look at these things in terms of like it doesn't matter if I believe it or not. If other people do, that's reason enough for me to stay away from it. Right. You know, right. even if I don't believe in it, I clearly am not in the same mindset mind space as them. What are they seeing? Like right. that's that's how I always approach these things. So yeah, I wouldn't fuck with this either. Again, same way I wouldn't fuck with the Ouija board. I own one, wouldn't fuck with it. Um, but yeah, uh, the movie though they they definitely do fuck with it. They fuck with it a whole <laughs> lot, and they uh, they let a whole bunch of people in, and it's a game to them. Like it's like like I said before, it's like oh, it was like what well, us in space hopping. You do it, you freak out for a second when something kind of goes haywire, but then as soon as everything seems like it's all right, it's oh that was awesome. Oh, you know, like everything's great, right? Un- until it's not. Yeah. <laughs> until and you I- think you kill somebody, or until you think that somebody actually got possessed and i think like i i think with something like this much like with the ouija board i i feel like it depends on who you're doing it with because if it's everybody you know like if everybody's just looking to have a good time and have fun a ouija board can provide a night of fun that's true but if you're with somebody who is uh in in like a vulnerable state or like a state of grieving or like any because that's how they you know like they say like uh well, well like like in uh in the exorcist it was simply like reagan was more susceptible to something like this happening right yeah for some reason the entity saw its way in with her and and that's why i would another reason i would never mess with something like this cuz you got a bunch of kids sitting around doing this thing as like a as a fun little goof like a fun little gag but like you never know when it's you never know when there's going to be that one person who 
for some reason, they just have something going on in their life that makes them more open to something terrible happening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's absolutely. (laughs) I don't know enough about what's going on with everybody and what's going on in their minds to trust something like this. And that's what that's what's really freaky about it. Um, Yeah. There's there's no way in hell that I would. I can tell you that right now. There's no way in hell that I would. Yeah. So Mia Mia sees this thing and and she ends up like for all intents and purposes having a pretty positive experience doing this i mean she wants to do it again so right and then she she wants to do it again so what does she immediately i'm trying to think does she immediately start seeing other things she started seeing things after she got home like so she's she she had her experience and she stayed in like a a hair too long yeah and she started thinking that she was seeing stuff at night and at home and she was and, hearing things too, like the, yeah. the the sound design in this movie. I thought was pretty cool because they did a lot of uh, because she explains to Jade at one point in time, like uh, when her mother died, she had accidentally taken too many sleeping pills. Yeah, and then she passed out, like leaned up against the 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 door to the bathroom, and mm-hmm. so when her father went to find her and went to get into the bathroom she he couldn't open the door because she was rested up against the door and she had she didn't mia didn't have a great relationship with her father because she always felt like her father was hiding something from her right and well because like the circumstances of her mom's death like she was first of all she thought like there's no way my mom would ever kill herself yeah and also she had wood underneath her fingernails like she had been scraping at the door trying to get out yeah so that set up this idea in her mind that maybe there was something more sinister about the the circumstances of her death yeah which is which i think un- is which is unnerving oh if yeah you think about it it's very unnerving like and that's why imagine- I li- that's why i like when she started seeing and hearing things like there was that she kept hearing that scraping at the door yep. even yep. if she wasn't really paying attention to it it was always kind of off in the background when even yeah. when she was like falling asleep, you just kept hearing the sound of nails scraping on wood, which was yeah, really creepy. unnerving. This this whole movie did a really good job of creating atmosphere, and then following up on that atmosphere with good performance and good storytelling. You know, yeah. like it was it was just great and good like special effects and good good everything else. Everything about this movie is exactly what you want it to be. But it's done correctly. There's very little CG in this movie, and if there is, it's probably CG that was like used to just make things better, but right. not create things. Right. All the effects in this movie are are practical. It's people. It's people in makeup, people in masks, people in in everything, and it's so good. It's it, like it legit feels like like an '80s possession movie mm-hmm. just made nowadays. That's yep. what this movie feels like. It's so fucking good um i couldn't get over it like it was from the from the from the start of it like it it captivated me from the very beginning of it and i was hooked and i very rarely do i get that from modern movies you know like a lot of times it's very cookie cutter they all feel the same like a lot of new horror movies and i think this is a detriment to to just the horror industry right now a lot of new horror movies though like mainstream commercially released horror movies they all have the same energy to them. They feel the same. They and they oftentimes look the same, the same they feel formula the same. too. Yeah, this movie like 
had similarities, but it was so different. Like it, 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 it was, it stood out from the crowd, you know? Um, and I, and I, and I fucking loved it. And I think that the, the casting was amazing. I think that, uh, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, the girl that played Mia, this was her first role. Was it really? I think, I think, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Maybe I'm completely mistaken, but I feel like this was her first like starring role. Um, if you want to look up Sophie Wilde, I'm I'm looking it up. Yeah. I'm fairly certain that it was. She's got, uh, she's got six, six actress credits. Uh, one, two, three, one, two, three of them are after talk to me. And before that was an appearance on a TV show. There you go. Uh, uh, two, two appearances on TV shows. And then this was her first. Yeah. Yeah. Like her first lead role. She's so good. good. That that helps right there. Like she was absolutely fantastic, like, believable, like empathetic, like the whole the whole deal. That's exactly what you want. Um, and then the kid that played Riley, Joe Bird, was really good too. Yeah, yeah, like, he was really good. He he, we've all been in that position before, where you're the well, I don't know about you, but like the younger brother of the other bro- of the other sibling that just wants to be a part of, uh, wants to be a part of the group, right? Like you look up to your older siblings, and you say, I want to be a part of that. And you can't be for the longest time. And they finally invite you along or you're able to go along with them. Like that whole feeling of that was like, so it's kind of like familiar uh, to me. I hadn't really thought about this, but it's kind of like, um, hereditary in that way. Cause a, a lot of times in, a lot of times in horror movies, there will be that younger sibling who kind of wants to be involved, but sort of takes a backseat. Um, but in this movie, likewise with Hereditary, the younger sibling ends up being one of the main focuses of, uh, you know, the tragedy that happens. Yeah, yeah. Like in Hereditary, it was the, and I say, takes a back seat, which seems like a, a like a, a, a good choice of words, especially with Hereditary, because she gets her <laughs> head lopped off while she's in the back seat. Well, you know. But he, yeah, he, like, Ooh. he's, he's, he. Whereas in a lot of movies that would that would be a role that would just be, uh, you know, a, a a kid who, like I said, takes a back seat to everybody else, wants to be involved and is there throughout the movie, but in this movie, ends up taking kind of the, the lead story. Yeah, it's really like the rest of the movie from that point really revolves around. I didn't what's going see that coming either. I did not no, see did it coming that I. he was the he was the catalyst of the entire movie. Didn't see that coming at all. I loved it. Um, so what happens is is they throw this party. So Mia, Mia, Jaden, Riley go to this party. They see the hand in action, and they want more of it. So they talk to uh, Joss. Joss is the guy that owns the hand. He's the one who's like in possession of it. And then Haley is this person who is the setup person i guess i don't i don't know how you describe it like friends well, H- of joss haley and, haley like and joss haley... are just like yeah they're best friends yeah and they're kind of like you get the sense that they're sort of the um they're sort of the bad kids like they're if you <laughs> like if they're... you look at the entire story from this eye like if you look at the hand as being a drug they are the drug dealers right right Does that makes sense right yeah exactly because yeah. i kind of thought this movie is a little bit like you 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 could take this as a parable about taking drugs. Oh yeah, for sure. 
You really could. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, like it's you know everybody thinks that it's everybody thinks that you you come together and you and you're you're having a good time doing this this thing until somebody gets until too too you. involved with it. Yeah. Until it kills <laughs> yeah. somebody, basically. Yeah. So, um, so Joss and Haley though are like the dealers, if you will. They mm-hmm. own the hand. They bring it over to um, Jade's house. Jade is like, bring it over to my place. My mom leaves for work. We can do the whole thing here. And there's this really cool montage of them partying and doing the hand stuff, like <laughs> doing hand stuff, doing hand That's stuff. <laughs> but like, but like, it's a whole montage of all of them taking turns and and getting possessed, being blown out, getting possessed, being blown out. You know, like they go through. God, that still sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> doing hand stuff and being blown out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if yeah, you see no, the movie, you know what it, I mean. Like, but that montage, you're right, is cool. Like, they look like they're having a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Un- until it gets to the point where Riley, the little brother, he really, really, really wants, wants to, to try do it. it. Like super wants to do it. And yeah. his his sister Jade, who by the way, if you notice, Jade was never part of that montage. She never actually tried the hand. Did she not? No. I thought she did. No, I don't. I thought if, she was. If if I remember correctly, she never actually did it. I thought she was one of the first ones to do it. No, because uh, um. It wasn't uh, Alan. Mia. Mia sits down. Or Mia, sorry. Mia sits down and does it again, because she really like she's kind of not hooked. at first she... though. Not at first though. Who, who she did... was not the first one. Oh, it was I th- Daniel. I thought it was. Damn Daniel! It was uh, Daniel and, da- was and Daniel because he made out with the dog. <laughs> so so Daniel, this is a really uncomfortable scene. Daniel is dating Jade, but at one point in time, he had dated Mia. And that's kind of the one of the ongoing jokes that they make in the movie is that like this is Mia's ex boyfriend and and so he does it and the once he's possessed he immediately looks over at Jade and the spirit inside of Daniel says he hates when you touch him mm, it makes him yeah. soft when you touch him and then he looks over at Mia and and like starts to get sexual yeah and then, and then he. He like starts to touch himself. The chair falls over, and he's like humping the ground. And then there's a bulldog that comes in, and he starts like open mouth kissing the bulldog while he's humping the ground. It's very I mean, uncomfortable. We've all been there. Before. Yeah, we've all been there. It's it's just a thing that happens at parties sometimes. But uh, we're, we're talking about making out with animals, and look who comes to join. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> um, and so like after that, like that's a really uncomfortable start to that scene. But then after that, they go into the montage where. It's all uh, Daniel comes in and he tries it again, and and Mia's doing it a bunch of times. Joss and Haley both take take uh, their turns doing it, and it 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 all kind of looks like a pretty fun time. Sure, you know they're doing that, and then finally at the end of the night, Riley says he wants to try it, and his Jade sis- is not about it. Yeah, his sister doesn't says want, doesn't want him to do it. Nothing, and then when she leaves the room. Mia says, well, how about 50 seconds? You can do it for 50 seconds. And then he invites a spirit into him, and everything's pretty creepy, but it's going as planned until suddenly Riley starts bashing his face into... The- oh, he at first, he he starts talking to Mia as if the spirit inside of him is Mia's dead mother. Yeah. And so she doesn't want it, like, they're like, we're at 50 seconds, and she's like, no, just a few seconds more, please, 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 this is my mother. 
and it starts talking to her. But then all of a sudden, he starts smashing his face into the table. Dude, this scene it's was brutal. Oh man. my like, god, this scene was gnarly. Brutal. And then like they try to break the hand away from him, and he ends up getting thrown across the room. And then he goes to smash his face into this like uh, credenza thing three times, and then Jade busts back into the room. And she sees him, and he's bleeding from the from a huge gash in his head. And you just know that the the last bash on the credenza is gonna kill him. Yeah. And she ends up putting his putting her, hand her hands yeah underneath his head, and it breaks her hand. And he finally falls over. They manage to get the hand away from him, but now they basically have this what looks like almost a murder scene on their hands. Yeah, and. So Haley and Joss are trying to figure out their story for the cops and everybody else uh, is freaking of course, out. Of course the cops aren't going to believe what happened. Right. At and all. there was there was a there was a part where they said that they had showed the video to the cops and it's like I was talking to Aaron about this and she's like, "Well, I mean, they wouldn't be able to see anything other than the kid smashing his face into the into the table, so there's really nothing to prove." But I he also got slid across the room by something, you know, like he didn't sure. do that himself. So it would, I don't know if I was a cop watch, if I was a cop watching this, uh, this scene unfold on a cell, cell phone video, I feel like just me personally, n- believing the things that I believe, I would tend to actually like look at this and be like okay yeah but you'd be maybe the there is something stock of the station that's what's the thing. that not said you'd be the laughing stock of the station though you know you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, there I, you yeah go. i'd be the there's, I'd be agent, the laughing there's stock. agent Mulder going off on his ghost <laughs> stories again <laughs> i'd be the laughing stock of the station until i until i turned out to be right you well, know sure sure i think the best thing to do would probably be sit one of the cops down and tell them to do it you know what i mean yeah yeah, that's actually how they could have ended this whole thing. I don't. I, I mean, it's it still would have it still would have been after. Oh, yeah. Give us give us the uh, the monkey paw, and uh, we're gonna do it. And um, there you go. If we if, ha- if we believe it, then we believe it. Because Riley was what he was. He had the hand in his hand for it. Ended up being like two minutes, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah, like he got something all way up, too though. long. He got super fucked up. Oh, God, dude. Like, every time they would show his face afterward, and it was all messed Brutal. up. Especially that scene Brutal. where they were doing the the sponge bath, and he's yeah. just kind of, like, looking off into the distance. That that part was fucked. Yeah. Did um, you get... Um, did When you were watching this movie, like, because this, it's, it's obviously, like, an urban... This movie's an urban legend-type movie, you know? Sure. Uh, not not the movie Urban Legend, but, like, the, the actual urban legend. A literal urban I got, legend. like... I got like a really crazy mix of like Candyman Stir of Echoes vibe from this movie. Is that an accurate way to describe it? Candyman Stir of Echo. Explain a little bit more. Well, Candyman, because obviously the urban legend part of it. Sure. You know, but Candyman also, or, uh, or, or uh, Stir of Echoes because of the visions that they would see and the way, the way that the, 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 once you were possessed by the thing, even if you didn't know you were possessed by it, not talking about Josh, but talking about Mia, like her whole thing, like she would see visions of her mother. She would see visions of whatever, you know, like, I don't know. It felt very stir of echoes to me. Like, here's a person that, that doesn't want these visions, but they're getting them anyway. Right. Kind of a thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 don't know, I just, 
Yeah, I can see I, you, that. You know me, I, I like to equate movies to other movies as, a, as, as part of my descriptors. And that's, <laughs> sure, that's what yeah. I came up with for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, this is what I kind of got from it. And those are two of my, two, two of absolutely great, like Sir of Echoes is one of the better ghost story movies like that you'll ever see oh, in yeah. my opinion i yeah. love stir of echoes i yeah, think stir of echoes is, is a fantastic movie yeah i thought it was really um, good i don't know i just i just kind of felt like that's uh where we were god your ass smells jesus girl <laughs> it's not my wife I promise <laughs> <laughs> it's my cat oh. oh and stop eating the plant get out of here <laughs> come on <laughs> Yeah, I know. I locked you in this room. Um, um you uh yeah, you, you I, I mentioned just, really you mentioned like earlier You mentioned earlier Mia being like a very sympathetic character. I uh I didn't see her as very sympathetic at all. Like I felt bad for her because of uh like what she like the grief she was going through over her mother dying and stuff like that, but uh I had a hard time feeling sympathy for her pretty much from Pretty much from the moment she uh, allowed Riley to do the thing. Yeah. Like after I that, that. I, after I that, that, I was like, well, this whole thing is because of you. And I realized she was under the, you know, like going back to. Um, I say that she was sympathetic go, because going, she didn't, she didn't intend for any of this to happen. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, like she didn't want it. She wasn't a bad person. I, I feel sympathy for her because she's just messed up. Yeah, I guess she's making and, and, bad decisions and Yeah, and, and I can I can see that. It's but I I guess kind of going back to the idea of like comparing it to like drug use. Um yeah. she she brought this kid into this world that he had no business in and she did it sure. for purely selfish reasons because she felt like well. it was she felt well. like it was a, a a way for her to communicate with her mother and and I also feel like there's a part of there's a weird thing that she had a connection with young Riley. I think, I, th- I, I I really do think that was a thing, like a brother sister kind of thing. No. Oh, I see. I no. I, I viewed that. I viewed their connection as purely a like a sibling sort of. thing. I don't think that it's platonic. I don't. I really don't. I I think that it's it's meant to come across that way, but I do think that she finds comfort in him in a way that is not simply platonic mm. i just did i, no, I didn't weird... i didn't really, she was she was so caught up on daniel i don't really i don't really see that as being a i personally just don't see that as being like a, a part of this story no okay i think that maybe, i think that I'm she wrong. was just trying to be like a cool sort of older sister figure to him and whereas Jade was more of the square, like never really wanted him to be involved with anything that they were doing. She was trying to be this. She was trying to be a friend to him rather than a, a sibling. I get that. And, I get that. There, there's the scene though where he crawls into her bed because he's scared and uh, his sister won't let him come in there because you're too old. Go back to bed. But he's terrified of that. that it's that first party they went to where they saw the hand at work the first time. Right. And he's terrified. Riley is absolutely terrified of it. And so because Mia stays the night over there a lot, he wanders in the living room where she's sleeping on the couch. And he's like, can I stay here? And they have this weird moment on the couch where they're looking at each other and they kind of like both turn away from each other a little bit. It was just like, a, I don't know. I just thought it was like a weird, not that you not that they were drawing a ton of attention to it, but there was something there, you know? Yeah. Like subtext a little yeah. bit. I just I subtext didn't... that never really pays off, but subtext nonetheless. 
I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't really see it that way personally. I just. I just always thought of it as I could very well be brother sister kind of thing. Um, but uh, just because they're brother and sister, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that documentary. Um, (laughs) Oh, step bro. Um, Yeah. So she. It's. It starts to get weird where you see, especially that scene. That scene was kind of creepy. Like where. he goes he goes to sleep in 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 the living room with her and he's asking her like what did the hand feel like and she's like oh it felt amazing like it was like it was like being a passenger in my own body and blah 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 and then he falls asleep watching uh like a youtube channel or something and she takes his earbud out and pauses the phone and then the next thing you see is her hand coming back down to just kind of like give him a little, you know, like stroke on the face as he's going to sleep, but it's not her hand anymore. No, it's, it's not. like the hand, it's the hand of a dead person. Um, so now you know that Mia is like fully, you know, this thing has latched onto her and it's yeah. she doesn't it's, know it yet, but it's definitely there, right? They they yeah. didn't fully close the door, and so this thing kind of like with Haley's uh warning to them is. This thing's gonna want to stay if you don't if you don't end it before ninety seconds is over. Yeah. Yep. So now she's got something that, with her that's staying with her that doesn't want to leave. Um. And eventually, it's it presents itself as her mother. Um, yes. Which I thought was, I th- it was interesting and and just like so creepy too, you know. Yeah. It it present it it presented itself as her mother after this is this is all after the second time though right yeah yeah riley's riley's in the hospital now like his face has been bashed to bits riley looks like a fucking deadite did he not (laughs) like straight up like i'm watching this i go marcus fucking marcus uh uh, dunston dunston marcus yeah marcus dunston that's not the guy the other directed uh jason goes to hell yeah Every time I say his name, I think of Dunstan checks in. Dunstan I'm like, he's, not, he's not a monkey. But like, yeah, Marcus. Uh, is it Marcus Dunstan? Christ almighty, look this up for me. Um, yeah, it's Marcus Dunstan. Yeah, okay. So every time I see a movie where somebody looks like a dead eye, I have Marcus Dunstan syndrome where I'm like, this movie is an evil dead movie. Every time. I'm like, that's it. This is what they meant. This is an evil dead movie. And it makes sense. You can absolutely draw parallels. <laughs> it works. <laughs> but... He really, really, really did though, and he looks crazy. Wait, Mark. Uh, wait, Ron- Marcus. Marcus Dunstan from Jason Goes to Hell. The director. Is that who you're talking about? The no, Marcus. Of- no, Marcus Dunstan was the dude who did. Uh, oh, um, you're right, Marcus. What's his name? What's the guy that did that? Uh, this is what I'm Marcus, asking. Who, Marcus Dunstan did like some of the Saw the collector, movies. The and collector. The collector. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Who's the guy that did Jason Goes to Hell? Damn it. Uh, Look him up real quick. Yeah, I am. Yeah, it, that's the guy that I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, this movie, like, it, it felt like it. it really, really did. And once, once the, the that flip gets or that switch gets flipped, rather, it's the, the Adam, movie Adam is, Marcus. You're thinking that's Adam, the Adam one. Marcus. Adam Marcus. Adam Marcus. Marcus Dunstan. Same thing. You can see my confusion. <laughs> um, every time I see one of those things, though, like, I, oh, I'm gonna think of, oh, this is Adam Marcus. Like, everything's Evil Dead. 
Jason's a <laughs> Jason's a deadite. Like that's what I think of. Um, but I, but I kind of loved it though. Like it's it's this movie took on this weird zombie evil deadish kind of feel to it at this point, and I and I kind of loved it. It was and, great. But also sort of also very Exorcist. Like there's oh yeah, the, uh, yeah definitely that too. That scene, like I was saying earlier, the uh, the sponge bath scene where the mother now who is just absolutely distraught because she hasn't gotten a straight story as to why her baby child's face has been bashed to bits. And and when he bashed himself to bits when when he stayed under for too long, that was brutal. Oh, it was that, so that brutal. scene of him fucking himself up was brutal. Yeah, it was gnarly. Love, I loved it. <laughs> so now he's I don't know what it says he, about me, but it's great. So now he's in the hospital basically in a catatonic state like he won't he won't talk, he won't move. He's unconscious. His face has been just battered. Um and at one point they have him uh they're they're giving him a sponge bath and he still won't talk but then the mother leaves the room and Jade is is there with him and she says Riley please just say something and he moves and he looks at her and then all of a sudden he comes to life and this is like a like what I said very exor- exorcist esque cuz he he falls over on the floor and this thing inside of him is completely taken over and just starts smashing his head against the tile floor oh, and so... licking up all the blood that it's kind of is... hard to watch too oh it really was dude especially because yeah. it's a kid it's a young kid you know oh, like I it's i don't care about that it was it's just, uh... it's licking up <laughs> it's licking up all the blood that's draining out of his head and stuff and i just i knew exactly how this was gonna like, go get back like, in get back in jeez <laughs> <laughs> she's she's watching him do this and she's screaming for her mother to come back in and then as soon as the mother comes back in he goes back into his catatonic state so now it looks like jade has done something horrible to yep. him yeah right yep. and it's it's just it's like it's so creepy the way the whole thing plays out yep. um and mia comes and tries to tries to see him at the hospital, and the mother's just like not having it. She's like, "Get the fuck out of here! I don't want to see you." No. Um, so Mia, she, go go, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 I was gonna say go, go. Uh, she decides that she wants to put this all right. Like she knows now that one of these things has attached itself to Riley, and and uh, it won't leave him alone. And she thinks that she knows the way to end all of this, but the problem is. What she doesn't realize is that this is all part of her manipulate, like the yeah. things that are manipulating her. She's being her. told like he needs to die to put him at rest, basically. Right. That's what that's what me is being told. So now she's like, I need to go to the hospital and I need to kill Riley to put him at peace. And she thinks that she's doing it the she's doing the the right thing, even though she's being completely <laughs> manipulated by the forces at at hand. Well, at first, at first she thinks that she can just go and like put the hand in his hand while he's unconscious and they can open the doorway back up and then close it and then well, the thing will leave. And that they... whole scene was crazy. Like I that that that's maybe my favorite part of the movie when they when she so they like like you were saying, like they think that they can just put the hand into his and it'll work, but it doesn't work that way because he can't say the words. He can't do he can't initiate the process. So then she does it. She puts her hand in she it. Says, and she says she says maybe somebody I can, else. She says maybe I can see where he is. Yeah. You know, so maybe they summons, can show me where he is. 
and, and, and what answers her is a little girl, yeah. which is creepy to think that there's this dead little girl on the other side of Omegle just, <laughs> <laughs> just answering the call. Um, but she answers it, and, and the little girl says to her, I let you in. I like, let you in. Ba- it was so backwards, and I fucking love that yeah, part. Yeah, usually, great. yeah, I love that part too. Usually, it's the human saying, "I let you into the yeah. spirit," but this time, it's the first the, time the little girl, the it spirit. Goes, yeah, it goes both ways. It's a yeah, doorway yeah. that's open to both sides, and it's so and good. And Mia gets she, thrown into hell. Basically, she sees like it's all these naked ass disgusting it kind of looked like the 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 woodstock 94 mud pit let's be honest that's what it was (laughs) only they were eating babies and they were killing each other and like and ripping each other to shreds and and she sees riley there in the middle of all this being tortured by these agony yeah by these things and um so she comes back out and she says he's in hell like his soul is in hell and there's like we have to get it back and so throughout this too there's like a little bit of mystery uh, menstry, menstry. <laughs> There's a little bit of mystery I mean, surrounding of blood, in fairness. <laughs> surrounding her mother's <laughs> surrounding her mother's death, and you get the sense that maybe she hasn't been told everything, everything. about uh, the circumstances of her mother's death, and but her father she, tells her that she her was mother was any act- of this real. That's my was any of this real? I don't think it was. No, I don't think so. None of it was real. I think she knew everything that she, she knew everything about her mother's death. Well, hold on, everything hold on. That no, she I think she didn't know. I think that the, I think that the letter that her father read to her was real. I think that the mother, the mother probably was suffering from depression or something like that, and did end up actually killing herself, and that was something that she just couldn't uh, come to grips with once she yeah. found out. And so she allowed this thing to f- fur- further manipulate her because she said, no, there's no way that my mother would have killed herself. She wouldn't well, have Because left. her mother herself said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And that's what that's that's what I really like, the way they tied it back to the beginning of the movie. So like, if you pay attention to what Duckett says at the beginning of the movie, and this is the scene that we talked about with the opening, when the, the brother goes in to find Duckett, and and people are like, oh, he locked himself in his bedroom. Like he's all fucked up. We don't know what's going on with him. And when uh, the brother opens up the door and finds Duckett sitting in the room there, yeah, Duckett says to him, he says, uh, "They're in the room. Can you see them?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then he says, "Pop told me that you're gonna hurt a bunch of people." And Ooh. he's like, and he says, "Pop's dead." You know, like he's not here. Yeah. Pop is dead. Basically, and then Duckett, Duckett looks at his brother and he says, you're not him, implying that the 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 spirit that had attached itself to Duckett had been manipulating him in much the same way that this yeah. spirit was manipulating Mia and was telling uh, Duckett that his brother was not who he seemed to be. He was actually one of the spirits who was manipulating him. And that's why he ends up stabbing his brother and then stabbing himself because he has been told by the spirits that his brother is not actually himself and that he's actually like this malevolent yeah. force that's yeah. going to hurt a bunch of other people. It's, and that's I, the I, same I, thing that this spirit is doing to Mia. Yeah. And, and, and it's so it's, it's done in such, it's weird. It's, 
this concept is it's not like this concept hasn't been done before. I just kind of feel like this movie did it better. Yeah, I think the movie really came into its own uh as well with the effects. Uh cuz everything was done practically. There's there's very little digital effects in this movie at least that we could see. Uh and I guess that's that's the best part of digital effects when you can't see them <laughs> you know yeah, the I mean, effects like, are best when they're hidden yeah so I, like the only thing that i could tell maybe with digital effects would be like when they're blacking out the eyes yeah but other well, than, other i, I than don't that, know though those could have been scleros honestly yeah, they the, the blacking out of the eyes looked amazing that oh, looked yeah. fucking crazy good and honestly yeah when they're when they were doing shots like post uh possession or whatever it yeah. probably was like sclera of uh like full eye contacts it was probably just like when when they would do the initial where the eye the eyes would sort of grow black from the center and and grow outward. That was yeah. Oh, that was definitely visual. Yeah, um, but yeah. But other than that, like all the spirits, they were all gnarly looking. Like just everything looked mangled so and stuff. good. Everything looked amazing. The it, uh, it felt like a it felt like a throwback to the heyday of practical effects of the eighties, where it doesn't matter what character it is you're shooting. They have to be done up. They have to be made up. They have right. to look a certain way, and it has to be done practically. Like that's the way they used to do it back in the eighties, and I feel like that was the mentality of this movie nowadays. Yeah, and I appreciate the fuck out of that. It 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 it, it adds an authenticity to the movie that you just don't get otherwise. You know, it's funny too. Uh, I was reading the uh, the trivia's the the bits of trivia for the movie where that scene where Riley smashes his face. Mm-hmm. That whole scene was shot in an hour. Really? Which seems crazy, doesn't it? Absolutely. It seems like it seems like it would be one of the the shots in the movie that would take the longest to film, but it, they shot it in an hour. <laughs> I feel like the only way that you get you get away with doing that scene in an hour is if everybody does exactly what they're supposed to do in the very first take, and you go, okay, it's never going to get better than that. I don't even <laughs> want a backup. I don't want anything. Like that's it. Right. Or they just let it go, you know? Like, they didn't have an idea. They just kind of let it play out the way that it was going to play out with the amazing actors that they had. And there was no... They didn't know what they wanted. They just wanted something that reflected the paper, and that was it. Oh, actually, hold on. I got that got that a little bit wrong. It was the entire second possession montage scene was shot in under an hour. So that scene you were talking about earlier where it was like all the different kids taking their turns over at Jade's house. Yeah. Being possessed. So that... everything I just said was in, in void. <laughs> no, not not really. I mean, because it, 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 it still would. It, it, it So Riley's scene probably took longer. But like that whole that whole scene with all of them taking turns being possessed, all of that being shot in under an hour. Would, that's, that's still cr- crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's all nuts. Because that's a lot. It's a pretty long montage. It's like two or three minutes. Yeah. For yeah. all that to be shot in under an hour, that's that's crazy. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, I disagree with you. I think it's cool um, too. The uh, I I think it's cool too. Like they uh, so the Mark and uh, Mark and uh, or not Mark, Michael and Danny Filippo, 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 Filippo. Do you know how Filippo. to say it? Filippo. Filippi. Filippi. <laughs> <laughs> fellatio um <laughs> they had actually been offered the chance to direct a, a dc movie a dc extended universe movie 
and they yeah, well, passed up on that to do this movie, which I feel like was the right move. You know, I, I do. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Because live like, action movies are balls. Having a having <laughs> never a good. I know, but still, like having a DC movie under your belt is definitely a big. It's it's definitely something to put on your resume. But for them to have the faith in this movie that they had and and throw throw into this rather than you know just taking that that opportunity i think speaks to how much they um they really believed in what this movie was i agree and i think that also proves that dc doesn't have the drawing power monetarily that marvel does because had they been, <laughs> had they been offered a marvel move they would have taken it hands down i'm sure would they like, have though there's because there's not even a question would there. they have though because the marvel i mean marvel's falling off no, they're not. Marvel's, it is. Marvel's the, the, the last. Quality, the last like three or four Marvel movies of, have lost money. No, no, they they bombed at the box office. Yes, but to say that Marvel is losing steam, well, yeah, fine. To, to say that Marvel is failing is one thing. Losing steam, <laughs> yes, they're not. They're not failing though. Marvel is still a gigantic money printing machine. Like that's all there is to it. It's still Mar- Marvel I mean, has not. Marvel is not far, far back to where they're in the red yet. I don't think. Um, no, I know I, they've they've uh, had some flops. They've had some flops, and they're and they're re-strategizing their future. I get that. Re-strategizing. But, I damn, but that man. but just the just the fact that they're re-strategizing on what the future of Marvel is going going to be probably speaks to the idea that it it's not what it once was. Because they used to be able to just shit out a Marvel movie and it would make a billion dollars and then everybody was happy, but it's it's not it's not like that anymore. You know what I well, mean? It is, but it isn't. It's still going to make money. Whether it makes the same amount of money is a completely different story, though. Yeah, right. And you're right. You're right. The 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 market has changed for sure. sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Back back to this movie though. What uh, what's your what are your final thoughts on this movie? What are your um. You know, there's one part that I have not talked about yet that I want to get to, but but before I do that, what's um, your what's your overall take? Um, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. I love this movie. Everything about it it was it was creepy. The uh, the effects were well done. The story was really awesome and intriguing and and uh, pulled you in yeah. really fast. No, like no there pun was. Intended. <laughs> um, and it just had it had so many different beats that uh if it like it felt like you were watching three different movies within this yeah. hour and a half runtime you know what i mean i completely uh, agree with you but all but all 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 uh, held together by this singular theme and uh i'm sure we'll get to the end too to discuss the end a little bit um cuz i'd like to know your opinion about something but overall performances special effects story uh the feel the mood everything about it was just like fucking top notch dude i loved it i agree i i think this is a movie that that captures i would say that it, it captures 70s and 80s filmmaking more so in the in the current age than i've seen a lot of movies do it elsewhere you know like, like it just it worked it felt very retro, but also very new at the same time. Like it, 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 it towed that line very, very, very well, um, and it was great. I loved it. I, uh, I can't. I hope this movie gets franchised out. I don't know. Like the, the whole 
the whole hand idea, you know, where you, you grab onto it and it does a thing, it's very monkey's paw to me. And I feel like there's there's always room in the horror pantheon for more monkey paw movies. And I like that kind of stuff. I'll go it, just, I'll, it is what it is. I'll just go slightly against like would I watch a would I watch a sequel? Yes, if they did it right. But I don't know. It's I don't, being made. There is a sequel coming. I don't necessarily know about. Is. I don't necessarily know about being franchised out. I don't know if I want to oh, watch. I, I don't know what. What's that? I think it could because the end of the movie. I don't know. What, you I don't, you I want don't to talk about I, the end of it. Yes. And the end of the movie firmly plants the fact that there's going to be at least a sequel because they even talk about in the actual movie, no one knows where the other hand is. Well, we find out where it is at the end in the in the bumper. Uh, you know? did I miss that? What are you talking about? You didn't. You didn't see that. There's a whole group of people talking in a, in a different language that are playing with a different hand. Oh, that was the same hand. I think. Why would a whole different group of people have that hand? Because because they make it pretty clear throughout this movie that the hand gets passed on. Yeah, the hand get gets passed on, but like, why would we think that that particular hand made it halfway across the world? They never even alluded to that. Because why not? I mean, it's already... no, no, no. Because why not? It's not a good excuse. They don't allude to anything. It's been it, the hand has been passed on. Like who knows how it like it got passed from they, duck, it got passed from Ducket to Joss. But Joss mentions that he, that uh, that that's, that the other hand is probably somewhere earlier on in the movie. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So well, that's actually, what, that's hold, what on, the ending, hold on. That's what the ending is referencing. Well, then. hold on. So then we just have to. We have to we have to rewatch the end to see whether it's the right hand or the left hand. Because well, throughout touche. throughout this entire movie, they're holding they're grabbing onto the left hand. Touche. That'll be a correction for next week. I'm not looking it up right now, but but even, yeah, even the even idea still, though, yeah, like I, I the idea though is that the other hand is in possession of these other people and they're doing the same thing. I still I. Personally, I just kind of like leaving it where it is. To be completely honest with you, would I watch a sequel? Of course, sure. but I I like leaving this where it is. That's I think you're my... missing the. I think you're missing the bigger picture. What's the bigger What's the bigger picture? So you have talked to me, and then you have uh, the sequel talked to them, right? <laughs> sure. Which is other people. Sure. And then you have the third sequel, which is a, a an amalgamation of both hands, which is the ultimate arm wrestling contest where's the where's the cock come in i want to see that one i let um, i let you in <laughs> um <laughs> the winner of the arm wrestling contest gets the cock i guess i don't, I don't know it's, do you really know. like aside from the aside from the fact that you love this movie and you'd love to see more of this particular content like sure sure do you really need more than what we got from this movie? Like, do I need I, it? No. I love, I love the idea. Like, to me, the idea that whether it's whether it's the left hand or the other hand uh, that we see at the end of the movie, I mean, I'm a switch hitter, so whatever. Whether it's that hand, whether it's the same hand or a different hand at the end of the movie, the idea that it's just continuing to travel around the world and wreak havoc in this way. That's the type of thing that I can just let sit and I can think about it for the rest of my life thinking sure. what else is what else is happening with this thing. Like I don't really I don't think I need I think to see more a, of this. I, I think that I and I, I don't disagree with you. I think that this is a weird 
this is one of those weird stories that I think benefits from both ways. I think that if you try to franchise it out and you do it correctly, there's a way to do it. And it could be very, very profitable and whatever for whoever makes it. I also think, though, that there's the argument that can be made that you're making that it should be it should stay the same and that's it. You know, I, I get both sides. I really do. Um, but that's just me. But that's, what would you, the, and that's but the you beauty would, of this But industry. you would prefer to see another one? I always want to see more of something. Always. It yeah, doesn't matter what it is. I'm not. I'm, I'm also the big proponent of Independence Day resurgence because there's more <laughs> of it. So take that for what it is. <laughs> like I said, like I said, if another one comes out, it's not like I'm not going to watch it and I'll probably enjoy it. But to me, this is the type of story where it's. It's scarier if it just fades fades into folklore. Like the idea that this hand just continues to travel around the world manipulating people the way that it does is something that I could very easily leave up to my own brain to figure out what's what's gonna happen from here on out and I don't necessarily need to see more of it. That's fair. I get that. I just I'd 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 hate to I'd hate for it to become convoluted you know what i mean sure after such a after such a good movie yeah i get that i really do i really do i I, that's a very valid point so getting getting to the end real quick uh since we've talked about everything else i just i want to ask you do you think that mia sacrificed herself at the end or do you think that jade pushed her because there's a scene at the end where where Mia decides, uh, not decides, but she's manipul- she's been manipulated into thinking that she needs to kill Riley because yeah. that's the only way to free his soul from the hell that he's in right now. Correct. When we see in reality that's not the truth at all. Like Riley's actually making a recovery and Joss even told uh, Mia that the longer they stay inside of you... Uh, you know, if you do go too long, the longer they stay inside of you, the weaker they get. So essentially, just given time, Riley will be back to his normal self. But she decides that she needs to put him out and put him out of his misery, kind of drawing it yeah. back to the uh, yeah. the beginning. The do beginning I think of the movie she actually killed she, him? No, she she pushes him out and she's and it draw it, it goes back to the beginning of the movie with the kangaroo laying in the middle yeah. of the road yeah, where I get that. I get that. it's the idea of putting in putting him out it. of his misery yeah. to like save his soul so she's about to push him out into traffic on his wheelchair but then oh oh no 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 oh yeah I, so i'm, I get, I get so I'm asking me is dead oh yeah me is dead as shit no obviously yeah. but did she sacrifice herself or did yeah. jade push yeah. her no, no, no. She just she sacrificed herself. So there I think, was so there was like that last. Jade little... wasn't there. Jade was not there before any of that happened. Jade came down, grabbed her brother who was left on the side of the road outside of his, uh, you know, um, off of his wheelchair, off his wheelchair, and yeah, I, I I think that what what I think that happened was is that Mia realized that she could meet her mother. That's what she wanted. That was the whole point of her story. You know, she wanted to meet her mother again. I don't even think it was. I don't even think it was about meeting her mother. I think it was. uh, I do personally think that Mia sacrificed herself, but I don't think it really had anything to do with her mother. I think that there was that last little, because at this point she had been pretty much completely overtaken by the malevolent spirits. Yeah, I think that there was that last little bit of her that was still in control. 
Well, but but it was the whole thing though. It's like if if you kill her, then 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 we can be together again. You know, is the 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 shitty ghost mother version of her mother. You know. Yeah, but that wasn't actually her mother. No, no, it wasn't. But she thought that it was though. That's why she was bringing, um, what's his name down down to the to the side of the freeway <clears throat> to kill him. And then she realized the only way that she can be with her mother, which is the, her entire story, is to just die. I think she walked right out in front of traffic and killed herself. Yeah, no, I do too. But yeah. I think it I think it was I think it was she had to overcome what was going on inside of her because she had spirits who had fully manipulated her into basically killing Riley for no reason whatsoever other other than the fact that they wanted his soul. Well, and there was that last little bit of her cuz she explained how being possessed by this thing is is almost like being in the passenger seat. Yeah. I think there was that last little bit of her that uh, was in the passenger seat for most of the movie that decided to finally driver. decided to finally take the wheel one more time, and she jumped yeah. out in front of the traffic. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and the ending of the movie is awesome. Like when she gets up off the freeway and she walks back to the hospital, and oh yeah, um, all the lights are turning off around her. It's, it's yeah. like her whole world is kind of like. And it was a like, it, it was a nice way of wrapping around her. it was a nice way of wrapping up the story too. Like she walks into the hospital and she sees that Riley has now made pretty much a full recovery and he's going home. Yeah, and her but father she can't be there for it. and her father's walking away and he's by himself and and then she finally sees the hand one more time and she goes to grab the hand and it turns out that now she's the spirit on the other side of the hand. Yeah, which is just yeah. an awesome way to end it. It was. It was great. I I it. I love this movie. Yeah, this <laughs> movie was awesome. It was. It was really, really good. It was so well thought out. It was so well executed. It was so well written. It's unlike anything that we've seen in a very long time in terms of feeling like those movies that like when you put it on, they're from like the seven, the late seventies, early eighties, kind of you know ghost story or whatever you want to call it like it just it worked yeah and and this is one of those movies this movie exists well within that time period and it's just great this movie has an old soul to it we'll say that yeah you know just good good ghost story yeah just good 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 ghost storytelling i don't know i don't know good 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 ghost storytelling (laughs) Um, yeah, so anyway, that's, that's the, that's the first, uh, that's the first, like, main feature from, uh, the Filippo brothers. They're known for the, the Racka Racka series, which is like a, Racka Racka, like a horror comedy short series on YouTube. Um, no, that's the sound that Tom Morello makes during Rage Against the Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, I just like, what an amazing first outing. Uh, mm-hmm. and I look forward to seeing what they're going to do. Cause I think they have uh, a very, very, very bright future. Ahead yeah, of them. for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was talk to me. Uh, That's if it. you've, if you've seen it and you want to tell us what you thought about it, if you want to tell us that we are right, cause we were, or if you want to tell us that we are wrong, cause you're stupid, uh, hit us up on social media you can do that on instagram facebook and soundcloud at the buzzed kill podcast you can also find us on the buzzkill pc on x which you know 
if you're cool, you used to know his Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, tell us. Uh, here's the thing. I don't want you to tell anybody about this episode. If you have ever experienced anything like this, that's what I want you to tell us. Hell yeah. That that I'm more I'm more curious about your story than I am your share. You know what I'm saying? That's where that's that's just where I am this Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe let's, I'm a little let's drunk. hear some good Whatever. ghost stories. <laughs> tell us some ghost stories. Yes, that's um, what I want. Ghost all stories. Right. Cool, man. Michael, James. Cheers to sure. you. Cheers. Next oh, look week at, this is be... actually easier to cheers because we can just tap our cameras. Look at Chink. that. Uh, next week we'll be together again as God intended and uh, we'll see you then. All right. We will see you next week. Adios. Love you, brother. Cheers. Love you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.